0: What is that thing you say when you clink glasses? Slancha
1: of- It's like the Irish, you know, salute or, or, you know, Nostrovia. It's just the Irish version. Slancha. Ha-
0: Slancha? Slancha. Yeah, like oh, S L A
1: I N T E, I believe is how it's spelled. names. Oh. Slancha.
0: Ooh. I never knew that. You've said it before and I always just let it slide because I didn't want to seem mm-hmm. like a dork. Yeah. You know? It's one of those things. I'm probably
1: would... saying it real, but bo- I mean, like, you know, Gaelic is. is some real harsh. Yeah, like uh, vowels it and, <laughs> and crazy. it's a crazy. Uh, like I've seen Gaelic names that like were spelt insane, and it was oh, that's pronounced Sean. <laughs> I mean, like some crazy shit like that's that.
0: a Wild ancient language, right? Yeah, for real though. I love Irish people, man. I just I'm fucking fascinated by the wildness of that culture. Well, you know, that's, that's why like
1: God made whiskey. You know, so 100%. the Irish would so the Irish would never rule the world. Dude.
0: When you see a guy like a guy like Conor McGregor, that p- part of what is him is Irish. He's like a pure, like brilliant Irish. You know what I'm talking For about? For sure. Like, Boastful, bad way. motherfucker. Knows full how to throttle. take a loss. Knows how to take a loss. Takes a loss like a man and still talk shit.
1: You know. Come right back to my. <laughs> It's like that, you know that that guy that you, you fight, but he loses, but you know you're gonna have to fight him tomorrow. Yes. Or yes. as soon as his yes. shit is healed up and the busted upness is gone.
0: He's got like a hundred million dollars in the bank, and he still wants to fight people, He's still smacking people at bars. Yeah, that's that's it's. <sighs> <laughs> what is <laughs> he doing? It's, it's hard. What it's is hard. he doing? You Don't, do be like, ah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nah, not that. Who knows what the fuck the guy said to him. But it looked like the guy was old as fuck. Someone said he was only 50, that the guy was only 50. Dude didn't fold up, though. He just kind of sat at the Eh, bar. Connor didn't really Yeah, he He smacked him. He gave him him a smack in
1: the back of the head. Gave him a couple of
0: fingers.
1: He touched him. He did what we call mushed him. He mushed him. It can kind of be interpreted as hitting, but it, it really ain't quite a
0: hit. Yeah, when you're a guy like that, you're basically walking around agreeing not to fuck people up. Because you have to kind of agree to not fuck people up. The money
1: he's got. There should be like five guys around him that make sure that never happens.
0: But yeah, but they can't listen to him. Like, if you have a guy like him, he's going to do whatever he wants. Even if there's a bunch of people around him stopping him. You're not going to stop him from doing Checks. that. The, when he threw that guy's phone down the ground, stomped it in Miami, <laughs> there was all the bodyguards there. He just did it just did it he's conor mcgregor he's yeah. fucking li- look you he's living like you're supposed to live if you're conor mcgregor the yeah. dance is don't go to jail dude don't get locked up and
1: it's also the the, the the whole structure of the way things are now as far as like entertainment it's like yes. I- it's all about eyeballs
0: well he fucking figured it out man he figured it out man like in the most crazy way possible he figured out how to just blow up the whole system. When, you, when you're a guy who has been fight, I mean, I contacted him on Twitter in like 2013, right? By 2018, he's worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, so
1: quick, quick. <laughs> and he called it all the way. And he <laughs> called crazy. it all the way. It's That's the craziest part dude. is a, he called it all the way. Like I'm gonna be you know, a billionaire or a multimillionaire.
0: You know what Dana White said to me once about him? That's dead on. He said he eats pressure. He said that guy eats pressure. He just eats it. He, goes, he, just, he just goes in there, and the, the more pressure he experiences, the better he can perform. It's true. It's like you look at the Aldo fight. It's picture perfect. Left-hand knockout. I mean It doesn't get any prettier. The timing, the setup, the patience, the movement, the, the setting it up, looking for him to leap in, and bang! And catching him when he's coming I'm in. I'm pretty sure he
1: said exactly those. That's exactly Fuck what he yeah. said he was going to do right before the fight, too.
0: Oh, that's me tweeting him. January of 2013, I saw his fight in, I think it was Cage Warriors. I think that's the uh, promotion. Cage Wars or Cage Warriors? I think it's... Why am I fucking that up? Cage Wars. Is there two different ones? There probably is. This is probably a bunch of Cage stuff. But it, either way, he was uh, fucking people up overseas. And I was like, this kid's for real. He just sees something sometimes. He sees like I watch a video, see how a guy moves. I'm like Jesus. Some guys just have something, and he had just ridiculous timing. Man. Yeah, was, so relaxed in yeah, there. Those were fun fights, man. His uh, early days of MMA. It's like you, you can go back and watch him, and you go, Oh, this guy's gonna be special. He's got like a weird sense of timing. You know, he's like, he's just very good at understanding where you're at and knowing how to put he it on you. He just had me when you, know, you know, the whole Irish thing. That's it. Oh, for sure, man. We built Every a Irish city. Dude. <laughs> Dude. I love it. I love it. Yeah, when he was like, we all fight together. Like, whew. When he's in the room. Like, if he wins a fight and there's, you know, the crowd's filled with like 7,000 Irish people, do you feel it? Like, you feel like goosebumps. It's crazy. Like, you do everything you can to stop just to keep yourself from crying at the beauty of it. This guy standing there in front of thousands of people that have flown overseas to yeah, see him fight. It's insane
1: how many people fly over. For Dude, him.
0: Yeah. it's crazy. They take over the fucking Vegas hotels. Take over. Like where you have seized the Then Didn't they shut down like songs. 7th
1: Avenue in front, of, in front of Madison Square Garden?
0: <laughs> There's not a fucking fan on earth like Irish fans. They're different. I used to think Brazilian fans were crazy until I saw the Irish fans. They take over. The whole Mandalay Bay was taken over by people singing. It was all Irish people. And doing a fair
1: amount of drinking.
0: Oh, fair. More than fair. But just the fact that they could do that, that they can get together and sing the same song. Like thousands of them together singing the same song.
1: I remember the first time uh, when we went to Ireland, this House of Pain. And... uh, in between songs, they broke into the whole, you know, all the soccer chant stuff. Oh, wow. And we were just like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" You know, we never experienced anything like that. They don't, they had, they don't do that at the sports events at home back then. Not back then at all. So wow. that was amazing. Wow. I, culturally, it's, it's 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 that soccer they have shit to is have real.
0: Conor fight in Ireland once. He's got to fight in Dublin in a soccer stadium. Fuck yeah! Right. Why not? Why not? Why not? If he's ever going to fight again, that's why they time. should do it. I don't, you know, the, I think the, the idea was that it's like more money in pay-per-view if you fight in Vegas. You know, Vegas is worth a lot of money.
1: Doesn't the time have a lot to do with it, too, when they yeah, do it yeah. on the European thing? They mm-hmm. got to do the whole weird time thing over there so they can accommodate yeah.
0: the pay-per-view here. Yeah, it'd be real weird. They'd be fighting at like, 4 in the morning It's always
1: real sure. weird to me when I wake up and there's, like, a a, a, a South American fight that mm-hmm. happened at noon. And I'm like, oh,
0: f- yeah. God, missed. <laughs> or Japan, like, Ryzen. If you're trying to watch Ryzen, they, they have it in uh, Japanese time. That's how Pride used to be. We would get up at, like, we would have guys uh, come over my house. And we would watch pride at like three o'clock in the morning like sometimes they would have them live for some reason if i'm remembering it correctly sometimes they would have them live and sometimes they would have the fights and you knew what happened but you didn't get to see it for like a couple of weeks they would delay it in north america for some strange reason they didn't 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 totally do it live
1: i was hip to that mma share thing a long time ago they always had the bootleg videos and don't like, tell anybody that's like
0: Voldemort don't say that no,
1: no. did I did I just mess up I
0: don't know people get mad <laughs> I thought it was
1: gone anyways that was 10 years ago dude. <laughs>
0: illegal streams <laughs> yeah the, Yo, streams. the funny thing was, dude
1: dude UFC is gangsters with that. Like it yeah. used to be you could watch those. And then I, over time, because like, like in Europe before, like there was things like Fight Pass and things like that. You couldn't find a pay per view if you were stuck over there at four in the morning in mm-hmm. the middle of somewhere. So you would lean on whatever you could as a fan. and But they, they st- you started seeing them mm. shutting them down. Like it mm. doesn't, they're, they're gangsters. The UFC are gangsters.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a big money business. People fucking people. It's up. impressive,
1: is what it is. It's impressive. It's like it is there's impressive. like a there's a army yeah. of motherfuckers somewhere going. Oh yeah. Oh Still yeah. Some
0: of it must get through, right? Just every the internet just has stuff that gets. Through. I don't
1: know. I'm I got the fight pass now, so I, everywhere I go, it's I got the fight pass and the little you have that little um static IP address. So like when you are out the country, you can it's perfect. That's perfectly normal.
0: You know what's weird? Why aren't they showing? Why like I need to ask the UFC this. Why don't they show like the high like the knockouts on their instagram page they show when the knockout's over
2: yeah you notice that yeah
0: i do not understand i don't don't understand because once everybody knows they know everybody knows they know it's not hurting anybody to watch it like it'll just hype up the fight
1: replay business a lot of business i wonder what the replay buys are like the cats who just missed it and bought the replay maybe that i'm sure
0: i'm sure they probably
1: make a nice second round of money on that replay
0: Right. Like so how long do you think they should hold off? For like a week? A day or two, maybe? Yeah, a week. Tops. A week Tops. A week and then put the highlights on. For sure. Do they do that? Do they ever show I get this weird impression that they only show like right after the finish. Do well, like on the on
1: the Instagram now, no, they have they'll show entire fights on Instagram now, but old right. fights. Old like fights. old yeah. fights. Yeah. So but like, I'm
0: pretty sure they showed Steve Bay just pulling off of D C was that the case? That was a crazy...
1: got my whole phone got blown up because apparently I'm right in the background when that happens. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't seen it, but my my phone blew up right then.
0: Dude, that that fight was chaos. That fight was chaos. That was fun. I had an amazing time. That card, I should say. That fight card was chaos. Yeah, that was a wild one, man. In uh, Anaheim. It was hard watching DC get hit with those fucking body shots. Oof.
1: Yeah, that, that was. Dude, as soon as he started Oof. digging in, it was like, oh, wow, something's happening.
0: Dude, Stipe's nasty. He wanted that belt back. Shots he took. Incredible.
1: You know, we were talking about Yoel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shots Stipe took and yeah. just walked through him like. Wow,
0: well, it was crazy because DC managed to put him away with one punch the first time. And that so, he didn't see coming. Yeah. He didn't see, didn't it, coming. see it coming. Everything
1: yeah. he got hit with was hard as. Hell, Mm -hmm. but he saw it all coming. Yep, And he didn't let him get in that little right in his chest area because he got that short one on him that last time.
0: That's exactly what happens if you're not prepared, if you don't think you're going to get punched and you relax for a minute and then you get punched by something you don't see coming, you can get fucked up. And um, when you're in a a fight with a Greco-Roman wrestler of the caliber of DC who knows how to manipulate you, and he just manipulated him perfectly into that right hand. It was a beautiful work of art. But he was never able to hit him like that in the second fight, like as cleanly and have that kind of an effect. The shots he hit him with were pretty good shots, but Stipe ate him. And then you realize, oh, Stipe could take a fucking shot. He just got clipped, he yeah. just got caught. He For could sure. take a fucking shot. And he was there in the fourth round, which is really impressive. Like in the fourth round, he was looking good.
1: He recognizes as soon as he touched that, that mm-hmm. lever shot that it was. Yep. A oh problem. wow Something happened there And it hit him He dug yeah. in like Four or five straight Dude, times man. You
0: cannot let a guy like that Punch you in the lever That many times I'm sure DC obviously Didn't want him to do that But that's how good Stipe mm. is Respect a,
1: to DC though Yeah man. Respect All to DC
0: respect. I love that guy That was a, that was a great He's fight. He's one of my favorite people To do commentary with Man for sure He's, he's the best He's so fun He's hilarious. Like when when Rose Namajunas uh, knocked out Yoani uh, yeah, and Jacek, he's like Thug, Thug Rose, like, Thug Rose!" I was watching. Rose. Yeah, yeah, that I was forget amazing. that. Like yeah. that is what I love. Like he's those are he's forever so moments. You know? he's so free that in the middle of like this, cra- we're calling a world title fight. He's just DC. He could be himself, and it's uh, he's got a great personality, man. And he's in a, a hell of a fighter and he was dominating in the first round.
1: Do you think he's going he 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 going he going to fight again probably? I think
0: he's going to want to yeah. fight Stipe again if yeah. I guess, if I really guess. I mean, if he wants to do it again, he's going to want to fight Stipe again cuz he's going to want to what I think the way he described it is right that wrong that he did. He just didn't fight well. He he didn't listen to his corner. Um I think that's what he thinks. Um it's like He fought really well in the first round, and then uh, Bob Cook was yelling at him in the second round, keep your damn hands up, you know, and he, he was, like, walking him down, like, almost, like, disdainfully, like, walking him down. And I don't know if that was part of strategy to psychologically put up a lot of pressure on Stipe, you know, to try to establish that Stipe's done, that he's the champ now, but it was almost, like, disdainful. But Stipe survived. So, and he just was there. And he was in there in really good shape in rounds three and rounds four. That was what was really yeah, impressive about that was, it. I
1: was, I was amazed.
0: Especially after getting fucked up quite a bit in that first round.
1: I mean, I, I, there know? was a couple times where I thought he was going to be fin- – like, like dude was going to get him. Yeah, Cormier.
0: DC, DC was all over him in that first round. And when he when he picked him up and dumped him, you're like, Jesus Christ, DC's good. Yeah, Jesus was... Christ, he's good. He just didn't maintain it. That's exactly what it was. And then Stipe made the adjustment. And – um you know who the fuck knows he might decide you know what my body doesn't want to do this anymore i'm done i know he made a ton of money and i know he's really good as a commentator and he'll he'll do that forever for sure or he might don't want to do it one more time but then, then there's always john jones r- lurking man john i mean i felt like everybody knows like that's the biggest rivalry in mma isn't it? Isn't
1: it? Yeah, but I mean, the, the only thing you like if if, if you're going to talk about accolades of of Cormier's, he has everything, all those championships. But there's that little asterisk yeah. on the on the light heavyweight belt that he never really got it from,
0: from right. John. Right. But that's the weird part about it, right? It's like when you're a champion, but the champion who's the real champion didn't lose it, and then they have an interim champ. Like, what are we doing here? What what has happened? Has he got? Now, John fight never again? come
1: back and 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 shown that right. he's he's still him, like and. Hopefully, God willing for him keeping all his, his stuff together and his,
0: yeah,
1: it would have been different if he just kind of faded into the distance. Then, then it changes that narrative. Yeah. But he came back, and it's, and he uh, his original thing was like, "You ain't that guy. I'm that guy still."
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that's how crazy good John is. Really, that's how crazy good John is.
1: I'd and, love to see that though.
0: And the way DC was able to beat Rumble twice. Rumble to me was always that's the scariest dude, guy. By the way. That's my dude. That's my dude.
1: Rumble's the scariest That's guy. my dude.
0: He's so ferocious. His punching is so fucking explosive, man. He's just got so much power. When he knocked out Glover DeShera with one punch, I was like, God. Like, who the When I first fuck met him, like was, that, he was dude? a
1: much smaller dude.
0: When he was 170. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He, he used to work out with some friends of mine that used to work out in this uh, little MMA gym that was off Melrose and, and La Brea. I think it was called LAMMA at the time or something like that, and he before he wound up in Colorado, I think. Dude, but you know, but we, you know I, I've known that dude a while, man. That's, he's that's so a good dude,
0: ridiculously man. powerful. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's good too. His fucking power is preposterous, though. Like, but it was, yeah, and then when also, I seen him
1: come back in on the two o five, that's what I was. Like, yeah, blew just my mind. I was flat like, flatlining that people fuck? at
0: two o five, but it was interesting, man. His 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 retirement was like one of the most honest. And like, uh, it was like he was like happy with it, because he was like, "Man, I'm not a fighter. I'm an athlete. I just, I'm just good at this." I was like, "Wow, that's really that's that's interesting, interesting way." He grows weed now and and raises dogs (laughs) and like breeds French bulldogs. Good
3: for him. And he's huge.
0: (laughs) He just did a grappling competition against this guy Craig Jones, who's this uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy from Australia. That's a a murderer. He's is a leg lock specialist too, and he caught him in a leg lock. It's crazy to see how big he is. Rumble's like fucking... I don't know. He's got to be like 260 pounds. Like, no bullshit. Wow. He's huge, yeah, I seen man. Him. I've, la- I've seen him. We huge. sat next to a fight.
1: Of life, not the last fight I went to, but whatever. The one last one before that in Vegas.
0: Bro, he looks like a fucking super heavyweight. He's so big, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's just not even thinking about losing weight for fighting anymore. I wonder what would happen if he decided to come back as a heavyweight. Like, no bullshit. As a heavyweight... If that guy, I mean, do you know how crazy it would be if that guy wound up winning the heavyweight title? Like You think of the Rumble career. He wins the ultimate fighter as a 170, he gets all the way up to 185, can't make 185, misses weight, right? Misses it for the Vitor Belfort fight, I believe, a big fight. Then he goes up to light heavyweight, even goes up to heavyweight, beat Andre Arlovsky in, I think it was the PFL. And I think he really beat him badly, if I remember correctly. Like I broke, he broke his jaw. So and then I I'm not. Reckon, I don't. That was like at that heavyweight. Fight. That was okay. at heavyweight in the PFL. It wasn't in the UFC. And okay. then he comes back to the UFC. Comes back to the UFC as a light heavyweight and just flatlining people. Yeah, I remember. And you would hit, see him hit people. You just go, whoa, that guy. Scary. scary timing too. Excellent timing. You know, he it wasn't just power. Brumble Johnson UFC return could be on cards if the price is right. Yeah, that was when.
4: This uh, is from after, recently. Yeah, after his uh, grappling match. Oh, really? Yeah, July two months Dude, ago. he's month ago.
0: so big right now. I would think he would fight heavyweight.
4: Heavyweight,
1: him and Brock. I mean, I've, I really think he's <laughs> him and Stipe.
0: He was torturing his body for so long to make one seventy. I never saw anybody lose. One. Oh my god, two seventy eight. so big. That's a hundred pounds over what he fought. It is, a 100-pound gain. That is so wow. crazy. 100 pounds more than what he weighed in when he won the Ultimate Fighter. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs>
1: God bless.
0: Oh, my God. 278. Oh, my God. 170. Oh, my God. He was 170. 170-pound champion becomes a 278-pound heavyweight. And it does, it's like, where did it, how did you do that? Where is it? You're, it's crazy. That guy's power is fucking undeniably preposterous.
1: What do you make of Brock uh, trying to pick a fight with John Bones? Oh,
0: that's so silly. That's not, <laughs> let's just talk. <laughs> what I was going to say about uh, Rumble is that even though Rumble was that, that good and that scary, DC handled him, man. DC ate a hard yeah. shot, got him to the ground. That was Rumble when he was 170. He's very thin. Now he's enormous. But DC was the guy who managed to handle that. You yeah, crazy. and how DC
1: is. Uh, seemingly easily was, was the crazy the only part. One. He was yeah. the only
0: one that could handle him like I,
1: that. I didn't think that was going to go that way. Like I said, that was my dude, so I was rooting heavy for
0: him. Well, DC's a special guy when it comes to wrestling. He's, he's especially talented. And um, I think wrestlers, they know where they stand in the wrestling food chain. And when you get gripped by a dude like DC, you're like, oh, Jesus. This is Olympic caliber wrestling. It's beast mode. He just starts smashing and he was able to run his way through the heavyweight division. You got to realize before he lost this Stipe fight, he had only lost one round ever at heavyweight, really, arguably, and that was to Josh Barnett. I think that was like one round that he lost on the cards. And Josh Barnett is a, you know, a legend. A, a, a fucking, uh, the youngest ever literal UFC heavyweight OG. champion. Yeah, the literal, youngest ever UFC OG. heavyweight champion, yes. Josh Barnett. Brilliant guy, too. Do you know Josh? Not personally, no. I'm fucking a fucking. Brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. So that's the last round that DC had ever lost. He lost like one round as a heavyweight. He was just dominating people. With his wrestling and his hand speed, he was just fucking people up. But it just, that's how good Stipe is, man. People slept on Stipe. You know, people thought that DC was going to run him over again like he ran him over the first time. And, uh, you know, I think DC prepared for a long and arduous fight, but Stipe's a big, big man. Big giant heavyweight, man. He's a long, tall dude, a long frame. D.C. weighed more than him during the fight. I think he weighed like six pounds more than him, something like that. But it's just built, it's just just distributed very differently. Didn't
1: come in like 20 or 30 pounds less than last time? He
0: came in less, yeah. I don't know if it was 20 pounds, but I think it was, he was like 230 in this fight, and I think D.C. was 236. So D.C. came in light, too. He came in lighter than their first fight. But I think, uh, you know, Stipey, came in after like a whole year of waiting for this rematch like trying to figure out if it's ever going to happen is is dc going to fight brock lesnar and jesus you know it's like he was always waiting and then finally they gave him the chance to see him I, mean, I hate to see dc lose i hate it it's hard to watch man he's such a nice guy it's it's hard as much as i like that guy to see him get hit it's hard but you take all that stuff out and just look at it as two athletes. And what Stipe did was just brilliant. Yeah. The, the whipping of that left hook to the body was just textbook, oh. man, textbook. DC he
1: was fighting an amazing fight up until mm-hmm. that, until the, he gassed a little bit. It looked like to me, and, and the liver shots started happening. You know,
0: it's also you got to appreciate the technique. The way Stepe threw that left hook was perfect. I mean, it was just these are brilliant shots. There's no wasted movement. The technique was pinpoint. I mean, he just Wah! He just rips him in there, and he caught DC standing there, and he just hit him with a hard left to the body. And then once he realized he could do that more, he just continued what they were doing, yeah. and then Wah! he would go do it again. And he got in again, and then now DC's in a little bit of trouble. And now he's gonna, what's he going to try to do, take him down? Like he's in this spot where he's kind of still standing with him, and he's not down, but he's hurt. And so it's how much is he hurt? I mean, he got hit with hard body shots by Dude, a his big face heavyweight. Was
1: definitely letting it be known.
0: Ooh, those are brutal. And and then boom, he starts hitting him up to the head and uh, drops him. And like, wow, that was super impressive.
1: Like when you're calling a fight, how often are you looking here? And how often you like depends what, on what how, I can see. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, some. I mean, what you're saying is a monitor. Yeah. Oh, depends yeah. on how often I, I, I want to see it. If I could just see no, absolutely. it.
1: Absolutely. That's why I'm just curious. Yeah. Like in per, I'm not even I'm just saying a percentage wise, if you were to guess what is what about a third of the time
0: you're looking at this and the rest of the time you're probably up here. Yeah. Maybe less than a third on the monitors. I try to stay off the monitors. The monitors. Will, I, I want to see. You know, I want to see what's happening. But, like, if they're off to the side, like, pressed up against the cage, then I kind of have to go to the monitors because I need to see, like
1: – I'm comparing it to, like, an experience as, like, a ringside experience where I'm, like, how often – I'm, like, about a third of the time, I feel like I'm looking watching the at, the, at the screens, yeah. you know what I mean, just because I want to they're – on, they're on the ground, and I want to see what's going on with the yeah. with the arm that I can't see, you know what I mean, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a wild fucking sport, man. It's so wild. I was trying
1: to figure it out the other day. I think I've been to, like, maybe 60 – UFCs, man.
0: Jesus Christ. I think so, dude. If I (laughs) think back
1: to the years when I met... Dana and Chuck. And like ever since that day, it's like anyone I call up and you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed and, you know, I get to go.
0: But, I, yeah, I know you're And when I was there. single,
1: dude, I you know, you we when I was when it was those days, it was a whole different game. I'd be in almost every one because a lot, most of them were in Vegas. Yeah. So it would be, uh, it would be easy to get there.
0: Yeah. Those are fun experiences, man.
1: Trying to figure out how to pull up on Abu Dhabi, man. Are you really? I'm trying. I'm dude. trying to figure out how, do I just buy a ticket and go or do I figure <laughs> out how to. A, yo any promoter out there that wants some uh, jump around action,
0: <laughs> <laughs> holler at me. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. I'm
1: just trying to pull up on the Abu Dhabi fight and have that experience. I'm going to
0: be watching that one from here. We're going to probably do a fight companion for that.
1: And one day I want to be invited to one of those. Dude, you got to come those, to one of those. those. Those
0: are ridiculous. Yeah,
1: no, that's they're fun. Just, I
0: trust just Try not to get yeah. into conspiracies. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, I'm I'm well aware. <laughs> try to keep I'm any well, away from well the Illuminati. Aware. <laughs> Right. It's the, it's the only way it goes south. But even then, it's fun. It's always fun. It's like, it's just the best thing in the world is like watching fights with friends and and laughing. No, it's I've, like I've a, watched
1: it a, good a combination few times. Of yeah. 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 It's, a, it's, it's a fun thing.
0: My most favorite way to watch fights
1: turn the sound yeah. down at the house
4: and
0: fix yeah. y'all up. <laughs> Man, you could say things you just can't say. You know, you could talk about things that you Absolutely. could never otherwise talk about. And you could describe things with language. Like the whole, all the language you could use all the language, you know. Like when I'm doing the UFC, just, for sure, like little kids are listening to this, which is kind of weird, right? Like if you say "fuck," that's bad. But if they watch someone get beat, the fighter half could to say death, it though.
1: I mean, you know what I mean? The fighter could say it.
0: Yeah, I think
1: I think appropriately and intelligently placed, it wouldn't be out of line. Mm. But you couldn't overdo it or overuse it. It would have to be like you'd have to like pick that perfect
0: the problem Moment. is it it gets in the way of uh doing the commentary right Your deci- any decision that you would make to use that kind of language would get in the way of the commentary because it it would be like it would be less effective Like, they would go, oh, this guy. Like, why do you have to use it there? True. And there would be, like, judgment of, like, when to use it and why to use it. And then they would, like, think less of what you have to say or be upset by what you have to say. And that would be the number one thing. If you're trying to do commentary, the number one thing you're trying to do is take yourself out of it. Like, I'm trying to do that. I'm just trying to, like, use the best language possible to... Express my excitement for what we're about to see like this is what's important to me. Like I just want to I'm fucked This is how fucking pumped. I am these guys are murderers. This is gonna be fascinating to see Yoel Romero Paulo Costa What the fuck? That
1: was, that's like, exactly how we were talking dude, in the car on the way down.
0: <laughs> I was watching that fight like this like this This is me like Jesus. Like It's like one of those fights. We just waiting for some crazy the, the beatings they were giving each other was crazy man fucking two Chiseled, granite-looking yeah,
1: motherfuckers. Yoel and a, and a Gucci Woo! model. Jesus God, it's going to be in a Gucci model ad next week. Yeah,
0: for sure. If Gucci doesn't put, <laughs> pick him up, they're crazy. That guy's beautiful. They're both giant, beautiful men with incredible bodies. It was a Man, the fight was fucking fantastic. I mean, it was so highly skilled. That Paulo Costa guy is for real, man. He's for real. If he can do that to Yoel, if he could stay on top of Yoel like that, Yoel like explodes on everyone. Explodes on everyone. But that dude weathered the storm. He weathered the storm, and he landed some great shots. It was a very close fight, though, because Yoel hit him with some big shit, too, and Yoel took him down twice. You know?
1: Yeah, we, were, we were, you know, it was my 50th. Sunday. So we were out Saturday, What's and Sunday. What's the word again? Uh, oh, Slancha, Slancha. Yes,
0: sir, Slancha.
1: <laughs> so like you know, we were going Yoel, old guy rep. You know, what I mean, old for rep for the old right, guys. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we were going hard for Yoel,
0: bro. He wins best body at forty two all over the world. The guy's a monster. I mean, who who has more like athletic length of their elite career than Yoel? Because at forty two, he still moves like he moved ten years is, ago. Is he forty two too? Is it you know? He, that's what I'm saying. Who knows? He's got that Cuban birth certificate. Yeah. It could be like forty eight. Well, you know what? That's what they say about that Luis Ortiz guy. You know that elite heavyweight boxer from Cuba. Uh, I, I'm getting trouble like from, from all my friend,
1: Cuban friends for that. I'm there hey, busting my balls. <laughs> all the Cypress
0: guy. I had him on the podcast with Joey Diaz translating. It was amazing, man, to hear him tell his stories in Cuban. I just wish I spoke Spanish so I could understand it, like coming from his mouth. But having Joey translate it and talk about all the shit that he had to deal with coming up through the Cuban amateur system. This was of one of your park. Yeah, look at that, dude. I, I got to watch look it because that, that one got look by at me. that bill. That is preposterous. That is one of them sculpted things you buy at Toys R Us. Right. It's like the yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, thing. A, it's an yes. action figure. That's Bro, an action that does, figure does not for sure. Look like a real live human. He's. It's so a Batman. Aff- suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is. He's so freakishly athletic, <laughs> and so powerful. And you know, it's that Cuban wrestler system. And he, he just the way he described it is like they turn you into a machine. You, you just become a fucking machine, and. That's what he is with competition. He's just a machine man. Yeah, he was clowning two in the
1: second two rounds. Like that's why I was like kind of felt like, you know,
0: was well, trying to get that guy to be emotional and make a mistake. You no, know, for sure, but it was
1: like he again. He finished. He got. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he got the best of him in those two rounds. In my book, I thought he won close, close. Not bad enough to be like bitching about it, but like I would have flipped the 29-28 personally.
0: Well, the audience agreed with you when they. Uh, oh, that's read, right. They were booing. They were crazy. booing it. Yeah, which is unfortunate because Paulo Costa just fought an amazing fight, and he has to feel like shit during the the post That does part. suck. It Boo's, sucks. I don't
1: I don't condone Boeing any of that I, stuff, man. Because most of the people that would boo would never get in that ring. I would never get in that ring. You ain't got enough money. I get and I've made a lot of money. And I'd, Conor McGregor hasn't got enough money for me getting get in that <laughs> ring, dog. I'm sorry. Okay, you got a hundred billion. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. I am like my consciousness. You know, I'm not well, getting in with Mike Tyson for any money, you because know,
0: the problem is they're that's booing that's a lottery ticket
1: on the wrong side of things.
0: Yeah. For sure. Problem is, they're booing the decision. It wasn't his decision. He just fought his heart out.
1: And it it wasn't that ridiculous, is my point, too. Like, it it was like, I would have flipped it, but hey, okay, no, it's, I can see how that could be seen.
0: A hundred percent. And your guy has been live to 60 fucking UFCs. Yeah.
1: It's just, um, I don't know what the woo thing is that's happened in the last couple of years. Woo! Like, it's just like, and the they whole crowd excited. starts. It's like.
0: They just get excited. But that's new. That's like, yeah. I wasn't around a long time ago. It's probably some soccer thing. They probably it stole it from woo! soccer. And then right?
1: like, woo, it's like, it's like animals answering yeah. each other at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, you got right. you know
0: what I mean? Communicating by, with the woos. Dude, I never even thought of that. That's so true. The woo, that's a new thing. Yeah. It, I mean, the last like few the years. Last five or six yeah. years, right? What do you think was that? I feel a like it started thing? when it's you know what? When's
1: the first time it popped up down south, like a Kentucky or a North Carolina? That's when I feel like I heard it first. Like
0: you know, that might be Ric Flair. That might be a Ric. It Flair. might be a Ric
1: Flair. Ric Flair. Is that what that is? Ooh, oh, yeah. dude, that would make a lot. Now you fucking solved a mystery for me. That that would make sense if we can get some confirmation I on would, that somehow.
4: Someone in a someone asked this question on Reddit, and someone <laughs> says you've been talking about Ric Flair so much that they might have picked it up from you.
0: Oh, geez, <laughs> I don't know if that's great. Oh, what right, if, this, but,
4: what geez, if this is some Christ. bizarro Jeez. moment where it all
1: connected?
0: Like, oh shit, I started that. <laughs> Listen, guys like that are important to America. The guy's such—he's such a character in his prime with his suits, jet flying, alligator wearing.
1: I was a WCW guy, man, and Ric Flair was the man.
0: Dude, he was a like—he's a character that made his way into. What a thousand rap songs, how many rap songs have Rick? Dude, there's been? a
1: whole like like um hip hop subculture involved with wrestling like i mean there' like these cats that I'm actually fans of west side gun and 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 Conway and this kid Benny they got this record label called Griselda, but the the west Side gun kid is like a a a a, a, a fucking wrestling fanatic like he's wow. like he's like involved- i think he's involved with like the wwe like doing merch and stuff like that because i see them putting shit together that's like definitely got to be licensed so oh, but know. like yo the, it's it's there's this whole subculture of like this of wrestling and 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 hip-hop going on well, right wrestling now. wrestling so. has
0: definitely made its way in a stand-up too now you know they have this uh podcast the store horseman where they all just talk about pro wrestling a bunch of comics tony hinchcliffe and these comics who, who's on that store horseman jeremiah watkins right who else no he's not I'm giving out fake news.
1: Fake news.
0: That's fake news. Um, but what's not fake news is this is delicious. By the way, it's very good. It's yeah, delicious. Buffalo Trace. No, I ain't this, mad at this it. This company's from 1773, son. They started in 1773. Like it. it's did you really know that tasty. they sold whiskey during Prohibition for medicinal medicinal purposes? Of they did. I didn't know that.
1: Well, oh, I didn't, but I—I I would. I'm not shocked at all.
0: They so this company kept making whiskey all through the uh, prohibition legally. You're legally, saying. yeah, for medicine. So people that you know I'm need a little medicine.
1: medicine. I just got a, a, a slew of new whiskeys okay, for it the is. birthday.
0: It's uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, Johnny Skirtis, Matt Edgar, Josh Martin. That's right. I hope I said Skirtis' last name right. Is that right? so I say it? Yes, it sounds like it. Yeah, anyway. Um, so comics are really into pro wrestling too. They even go live these dorks. They fly out to like WrestleMania and they go in the audience same, and live stream same, everything. Same, yeah, same same. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's become like a not like a it's a, become a thing that people like to do, like to go to these big wrestling events and g- groups of people, whether it's musicians or rappers, hip hop or stand-ups. They're yeah. going like For sure. experiencing it together. It's exactly, at- it's like the concert <laughs> experience. Why are rappers Rick rappers Flair. so obsessed with Rick Flair?
1: Because he's got like forty Rolexes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's Rick Flair. He's- that one famous rant that he went on: limousine riding, jet flying. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that kind. And of they shit. were all eight when that happened. Yeah, and you're you're they like, saw Whoa! that. Yes, that's everything
1: yeah. I want in in the universe.
0: It's in, Yeah, you see him now. I mean, the the guy still gets love everywhere he goes. You know? Like, the, I did in my special where I said, you know, Ric Flair, and then I put the microphone out to the audience. The audience goes, woo! Like, dude, that you started dude.
1: that shit then, dude. You started the woo. I don't
0: How think the I did. I don't think I did. I think it was already going on. I think everybody appreciates this guy. It's like, as you get We can't play this, right? We'll get in trouble. But this is the... As you, you know... You get older, you and you see things like this. You appreciate them for what they're like. You could think they're cheesy when you're young, but then as you get older, you go, "No, that's fucking awesome." (laughs) The fact that that guy is this glasses are amazing, beautiful golden mullet with those crazy sunglasses, saying all saying all this nutty shit. Big old
1: pinky ring,
0: dude, man, that's an artist. That guy's an artist.
1: Look at that. That's the male soap opera forever since back when forever. we were children, man. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: When I was a kid, it was Bob Backlund and Jimmy Superfly Snooka and Iron Sheik. <laughs> I don't know if
1: you could have really grown up in America as a, as, a, as a little boy and not had a phase at some point where you interacted with one of these wrestling yes. organizations, WCW or WWF, yeah. when I was growing up.
0: And if you were like one of those kids that's really into like alt music and indie groups, you know, you you would go for some like fucking Killer Kowalski shit. You would go, Undertaker. Yeah. You would go. You would try to find some people that were off the beaten path. Like, do you know about this wrestling organization? Because there's a bunch of like weird little tiny. Dude, lugs. when
1: I was when House of Pain like was like early on, like you know, but you know, we were experiencing pretty good success. Like ECW had formed the uh, crazy extreme championship wrestling. I think mm-hmm. that's what it stood for out of Philadelphia, and they invited us to a bunch. And it was the first time I ever really, and I know it had happened before, but their whole show was about cats cutting their faces open and bleeding during matches and shit. It was insanity, man. And they had packed houses. I mean, I think dude bought it up. Like Vince McMahon bought it up and the guy who owned it or ran it became one of the like characters within it. I, I believe. I've, it's been a long time. I'm old now. I'm 50.
0: Do you see what Ronda Rousey did to her finger? Did you see that I saw that yesterday. How about that, man? They, they glued that thing together, and she went back to work. How about
1: she, I, if, if I read it right, she finished the take.
0: <laughs> she finished the take and ignored it until it was over. And, and when then when it was like, over, she guys. realized how bad it was. <laughs> guys, so she goes buddy. to the hospital. They put it back together again. And then she goes back and finishes. Gangster. Dude. That's dedication. Not, not a lot of humans can it's do that. It's also
1: like I don't want to fight anymore. I'm going to go finish this movie. Well, <laughs> Fighting is like it's just a, you know nobody wants to cut the weight once they're done. And all. They don't want to come back to that shit. Well,
0: that's just the mindset of an elite combat sports For athlete. Sure. She just had that mindset. There's not a whole lot of humans that would have dealt with that that way. That's crazy. That lady's made out of bullets. <laughs>
1: I'm going on my workman's comp from my sag after
0: insurance. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> and yeah, you're t- you're shutting down production, son. We ain't finishing no scenes. What? Chopped is- off a superstar's finger. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What if she lost her finger? What if it was like her- I mean how f- I mean it wasn't far I mean Bro. Yeah, that's a fuck
1: without the the super expert. Injury. Yeah. Surgeons, that's gone. Yeah. Dude, speaking of which, dude, last last think it happened i don't know if we talked about it it might have been after the last time was on dude so i'm on a trip and i'm coming home literally about to get on the plane and i get this text from my wife like um i'm at the hospital i got a, a i chopped off my finger and i'm like in my head i'm like she didn't chop off her finger man she got cut her she probably got a pretty but stitches i was like okay it's pretty bad i was like, all right i'm about it was like about a three-hour flight home so all right I'll, I'll be there as soon as i can so i get there and i pick her up from the hospital and she's got the big thing on and i get the story of she was getting in the shower and we have a you know a big glass swinging shower door mm-hmm. and she fucking like she was like getting in and like you know holding on to the like edge real quick as the door slammed shut on it and just lopped off the fucking hole like a, to the knuckle basically they put that shit back on, mm. fixed it up a little bit. <laughs> it looks pretty fucking good now, but that was crazy, dog. It just reminded me of it with the whole oh. Ronda Rousey. Fingers
0: are so—it's it's, a- amazing that they don't break more often. They're so gentle. My shit would be
1: over, like if that yes. part of my this finger, like this is the, the you know the guitar on the fret hand, like yeah. that. If I lost that part of that finger, I'm. I got. It's going to take me four or five years to learn how to play with just these. My at friend, least
0: my friend Paul was uh, closing a window and uh, it had shattered and cut his finger and cut through the tendons and his finger was like permanently curled, and he had a bunch of operations to try to straighten it out. But then eventually he just gave up. They could never straighten it out. It, it never regained like full range of motion from a window. Yeah, like it's so delicate. Everything. All this stuff is so delicate. Mm. you know that's why it's great that's why that it's like, so ridiculous
1: a, 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 a glass door not sharp really i went home and looked at it and like it's pretty beveled on the edges but the weight of it just lopped off the fucking ah. finger like crazy mm. she was pretty gangster though i have to say she was pretty gangster
4: what do so you me think of that scene where they put his hand in the fucking bowl? <laughs> thing. My oh, wife Brian. actually
1: posted. I don't, it's, I don't. I think she. I don't think it's on her. And any Instagram so anymore. <laughs> she posted the tip of her finger in the plastic bag ah. as she took it to the. Fucking oh my god! Oh my god!
0: Hospital, dude. Did she have ice in the bag? <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus yeah, dude, they,
1: they couldn't reattach, but they, it was like uh, they uh, were able to like extend it somehow, and like and pl- luckily the dude out right there. There's a dude who was an ex at hand plastic surgery and oh, like wow. hooked her shit up like it looks, relative, it looks. pretty normal.
0: Something happens to your skin like if your finger gets uh, chopped off at the end. There's a way to make it grow back, right? Isn't there? Am I making this up? It seems like I remember there was. There's a way where if something happens to your tip of your finger. Oh yeah, if you don't like get the bone, they can, it,
1: yeah. it, they can? Yeah, I've heard. I think they said something like that, but they got her. They got a piece of her bone. Just wow. Aye, that's why i'm saying it's aye. so shocking how it just lopped it off clean aye, aye, aye. like a like an angle like whip and did wow you like that sound effect yeah
0: whip <laughs> <laughs> i keep thinking that one day they're going to come up with artificial luke skywalker type hands and that people are going to want them instead of regular hands that's what i'm worried about wow if they came up with an arm, it would that works sound terrible though, arm,
1: like metal on metal. Not. Unless you, if you had the skin like simulation, it could, I could <clears throat> play guitar with that. Maybe TV.
0: I'm talking about self. I
1: do some wild shit.
0: I'm talking about self healing, bulletproof, spider silk hybrid skin like that. <laughs> the government's working on. <clears throat> They're working on that right now. They're working on some sort of. I um,
1: don't doubt it, man. I, I, I read an article. I want You want to hear a wild one? All right, I went on, you know, one night fucking smoking. I went on a little YouTube uh, wormhole situation. And somehow, I don't even know if it's a YouTube video or somewhere else, but I wound up on this video that was like, world's smartest kid thinks that CERN blew the world up in 2008. All right? And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go on this video, right? And I'm watching this video, dude. And it's this young kid. He's like 12, and the motherfucker's talking, you know, half the you're, you you got to invest like 20 minutes into this kid talking about things that are super smart, and it's kind of like to show you he's super smart, you know what I mean, this right. kid. And his dad's doing the recording, I believe, or a relative, somebody very close to him. And he goes into this whole theory of how he thinks when they collided the 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 electrons, I believe, in the in the in the super collider, mm-hmm. CERN, that they caused some crazy chain reaction that blew up the universe. But they also weighed they, they created an atom that weighed too much, and he had, oh, the first twenty minutes is also explaining <laughs> infinite parallel universes. So what the kid winds up with is this theory of like one atom weighing too much and weigh and is that being just enough to shift our universe into a, a parallel universe <laughs> yeah this
2: is it right Whoa. here dude so
1: this guy had this kid had me fucked up because after I watched this everything I saw for months was talking about like it would be news guy on the on the news like I don't know what universe I'm in anymore or uh spider-man into the spider-verse like all these everything i saw for like four or five months after watching this video was like multiverse shit like shit about multiverses and it's got me fucked up joe
0: i hear you (laughs) i'm fucked up up, man read this kid look at what it says there he claims that cern destroyed the universe during recent experiments which has resulted in us living in a nearby parallel universe instead
4: you're welcome eddie there's a lot of people online that, <laughs> that think this is an explanation for all the Mandela effect things. Yeah, yeah. That people they, keep they, they, finding he goes online. into stuff
1: about the Mandela effect, how like you know, there's like so apparently a bunch of people who think Malade- Mandela died in prison, right? And like there's you know, and yeah. I, as far as I know, he was released, became president of South America, you know, I mean that's the universe. Yeah. I'm Trump, yeah. just personally, you know. But it's crazy, dude. Because it's but not I, just this video. It's like you watch it. And that YouTube algorithm starts sending you down a whole bunch of other, you know what I mean? You start yeah. hearing, you, and it's like, it's, and then again, everything that came out, there was all these shows I would see or movies or news things about the multi- multiverse all of a sudden was everywhere around me. It was fucking nutty, dude. So I'm fucked up about that shit right now.
0: Well, if there was something everything. they could do, if there was something they could do that might open up a door to a parallel universe, you don't think they would do it? Stranger things, you mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's this the cold, is Stranger that's the Things. Thing. I mean, things are strange, right? It's Stranger Things,
1: bizarro world.
0: You know what's the weirdest one is the the like the people that dismiss climate change. That is the weirdest one to me so I'm like, what is? The, I'm trying to figure out what's the benefit of dismissing climate change, other than if you work for like the oil industry or something. Well, you work Iceland just lost
1: them. a glacier. Yeah like they just posted a whole thing of 10 or 80 like something in the 80s a glacier picture of it and just now and it's
0: gone but i'm not even saying like blaming anybody for it i'm saying dismissing it as an issue i'm like let's pretend that people have nothing to do with it let's just i wish people had nothing to do with it because then we can go holy fuck it's getting hot like how hot is it gonna get like we could just figure it out. Like if it's it was just record
1: a, at this point, where it's two degrees, the oceans are right. hotter than they've been. In, but you, do you ever. know how
0: people do that? Where they try to say, "Look, well, this is a natural cycle. This is something that some people still say." Right? Okay, even if it was just a natural cycle, I wish humans weren't in the equation at all, so there was no argument. I wish it would just be like, "Hey guys, it's getting really hot." What the fuck do we do? As if we had no control over it whatsoever. Not saying that we shouldn't take steps to fix it. And we definitely should. But I'm saying that if it was impossible for people to have created it and it was happening around us, maybe we would be forced to do something. Maybe we'd be forced to like go to higher ground, get the fuck out of the the really <laughs> hot spots. You know, M- make your way towards Canada. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe that would what's what we would do if there was no other way. But we know that. At least part of what the problem is, is people. At least part of what the problem. But so many people start, they, they, they want to start arguments about that and fight that. And to me, it's so strange. It's like, what's the benefit of arguing against that it's happening? I don't understand. Like, it's happening. You see it getting warmer. You see the statistics. You see everybody freaking out. The, the Amazon's on fire. Have you seen this? Yes. That? No, For it's weeks.
1: fucking horrifying. You it's, see those photos from Sao yes, Paulo? And, they're just, and I believe it's purposeful.
0: I I have heard that that is that some people are it's being burnt
1: away on purpose is what I'm uh, if I've some the things I've read or understood I won't swear their truth because again now that's one of the things what you're saying is is you got to question everything now truth has been compromised man you know what I mean no matter what side of whatever you are on truth has been has been seriously compromised because there's a counter opinion to everything and if you're not. Um, adept enough to really get involved and find factual information, you can literally counter any argument there is. Yeah, with with something. Oh, I said, well, I read this. Well, I read this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that doesn't mean either one of those things are true. Let's go find the truth. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anymore because it's people just want to Google that shit, get on yeah. and move on with their day. You know, and and it's laziness on our part. A lot of people don't want them. It's like fucking this thing that everybody's posting with the goddamn fucking Instagram. I don't give you permission. Yeah,
0: the, uh, so silly.
1: Use every. I read a whole other thing that says the Amer- average American, I believe, signs one or two legal documents a day without reading them, and just by logging into shit on your phone, Amazon or Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever. You every time you do that, you you subscribe and 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 adhere to their terms and conditions. And some you think a picture of a copy and pasted instagram thing over something that was from facebook fucking 12 years ago is it's it's bananas well, it's bananas
0: people get roped into things you know once person. i see smart people posting and yeah, yeah, yeah. saying
1: better safe than sorry yeah like
0: yeah i've seen that too what, what argument is that well they don't know how to internet they don't know how to internet i'm just saying even if it's like you suspect
1: it's wrong but you oh, fuck it anyways right. <laughs> it's like wait wait that's If you suspect it's wrong, take the extra time or just don't do it at all.
0: Yeah. Like, what? I'm just using that as an example of
1: what the state of things are as they are.
0: Yeah, it's a sneaky little loophole. It's a sneaky little thing that happens to you. You have to, everybody's posting something stupid. Did you send it to me? Oh, well, Everlast sent it to me. It must be legit. <laughs> just post it. You know, I mean, how many times have you done that? I've done
1: that all the I time. I posted something clowning it, and then immediately after it, Dana came up. It was him posting the yeah. exact thing. And with the whole, like, better safe than sorry oh, thing. Christ. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs>
0: They got everybody, though. They got that fucking Rick Perry guy. Everybody. Everybody. Isn't Rick Perry's job to, like, fucking protect the nukes or something? I I, I saw
4: a governor or something post it, too.
0: What is Rick Perry? They said Rick Perry, but but he has a specific job in the government.
4: It's like the energy energy secretary. He's,
0: like, in control of the nukes, right? Is that what it is? If
4: you're the energy secretary, yeah, you are. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Whatever the fuck he is, he's got a big job, and he he fell for it.
4: (laughs) It's...
0: (laughs) oh it's bizarro world we're in bizarro world maybe that fucking kid is right i'm
1: telling you dude you're yo you're gonna be calling me in a couple nights like fuck you dude
0: why did you even tell me about that (laughs) i've i've really i've bounced the idea of multiple universes many times we
1: all have but this kid watch it just you're gonna invest it give it 20 minutes or 15 18 minutes whatever it is and then you'll be like oh wow it's it's not that it's oh fact it's, but it's like, wow, that's super possible. It's super, super possible the way he breaks it down.
0: What about this? What if every time you went to sleep and you woke up, you passed into <clears throat> a nearby and very similar universe, but not quite the same? And depending upon your choices and how you live your life, it's how you wake up and what new one you pop into on the other side. And everyone's just a little bit different. The whole world changes just a little bit each time you make a decision, one way or another. Everything changes when you wake up. You think the world is static because it is when you're awake. But you have no fucking idea what's happening while you're asleep. And when you wake up again, you have this foggy recollection of the past. And that's what you're going by. You're going by every morning, waking up with a foggy recollection of the past. <laughs> That's what you're doing. And you're, you're assuming that nothing's changed and everything's static. And while you were asleep for eight hours, n- nothing weird happened. You know what the fuck you're talking about? You have no idea. You're dreaming. You're having crazy fantasies and shit. Weird stuff is happening. You're fucking mermaids. You're flying through the air on a uh, on a helicopter. You know you don't. You, you, weird things happen when you're dreaming. What is all that about? Yeah. We don't even know. We have no idea what that is. That soup of possibilities that's fucking swirling around in between your ears while you're snoring up a storm. And then boom, you wake up. Are you sure those memories are real? Are you sure? This is in a whole completely new universe that you're living in today, or simulation, or simulation. Well, there was someone I who said sim- simulation. simulation. <laughs> I, that's, that's I will call formula. myself
2: out on that one right there.
0: There was some fucking another genius super wizard kid who was talking about that that, 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 that something about simulations i forget what
1: the- I, I was high at the house with my with the guy who runs my studio divine and and and, and we were just fucking laughing talking shit one day high. like like what if like I, I may have heard this could have been on your show i could have read this so i'm not claiming resp- like ownership of the thought but it was like what if like we just come from a universe like that's so perfect and shit, and it's boring as fuck And we just plug in to have all these fucked up, like, weird problems. And that's why everything's getting fucking weirder and crazier. Because, like, that's kind of why we're here. That's part of the ride, you know.
0: That could be it. It could be the only way you appreciate love is to know hate. They'll really appreciate it. And it could be the only way we would appreciate all the good that we have is to balance it out with all the bad that we have. And when they start to overwhelm each other one way or the other, there's an imbalance that takes place and it leads to all of our fucking problems as a society. And when you, you think about how long you're going to be alive and what it is that you're doing here and why you're doing it, you know, all those weird questions and answers that go on inside your head, it's all you're distributing energy, right? You're trying to figure out, am I distributing my energy right? Am I, uh, am I living my life in a way... That is, uh, like, the best I can do with what I've got right now. All That's this, it. All these mind
1: fucks. That's all you got to do, though. I mean, honestly, yeah. even no matter what we're saying, if you woke up every day and that was yeah. your objective, yeah, you couldn't really go or do much wrong.
0: No, no, you can't. And what if every day when you did that, you woke up in a nearby universe that was just a little bit different because of what you thought and did? Dude,
1: that's like you know, that's a movie, it's a magic type it's shit. A movie, Everlast, that's a movie. It's a magic
0: type. shit. Oh, you shit. went? See, I was okay. I was, I
1: was okay. being. Uh, I just was like uh, trying to be uh, not such a glutton. There that we was. go. Salute. Salute. DJ Melody I, over
0: there. I just I, wanted. Cheers. to. Cheers. How about cheers? Let's go American. Goddamn so it. Cheers. 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 DJ. Yeah, you got a you DJ, bro. The only guy ever.
1: I, 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 see the here's show. the thing
0: I, I believe besides myself Is Honey Honey
1: Man oh, Honey Honey Band Yeah I think they're the only Other, other ones. ones that have done
0: music On the show that, right Not totally true Is that true You might be right You were definitely the first And then Gary Clark Brought his uh, mm. guitar But we just chilled. I'm a huge fan of that dude. I think Sturgill Shit, Brought oh, his guitar The first time he might not even brought his guitar the first time.
1: Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill, yeah. Oh, I hung out with him once Dude, at, he's got uh, a at a sneaker video. shop in uh, on
0: Melrose. They have a new song that he just released. I, his new album is fucking incredible. Is I it? got a chance to listen to it in advance before it's released, and they they just released something on YouTube. It's like this Japanese anime with uh, what is the what's the the name of the actual video so people could find it on sing YouTube? Al- <coughs> sing along, sing along. It's a fucking amazing song, but the video is cool as shit man it's all this japanese anime so he did all of this uh the, did like all these crazy animations he's, it's like a film that takes place while the album plays
2: oh shit yeah That's so dope.
0: it's all coordinated to the songs i mean I'll he's been working on this shit forever he's been flying back and forth to japan and la i mean this is a, a labor of love no, it's i like really two style incredible
1: I met him, like I said, his, uh, my buddy owns a sneaker shop on Melrose, and he was, I guess, a bit of a sneakerhead himself. So oh,
0: really? We we'll politic one Dude, day, we'll talk Sturgill,
1: some shit. He's you know. one of my favorite people. Yeah, I like, it. I like the I style of the, the, the music, the, the country kind of outlawish, like but like big bandish. Yeah, stuff and you he's know doing. what I
0: love about yeah. that guy? He didn't even try to go for it as a professional musician until he was like thirty six. His wife talked him into it. His wife was like, you know, you don't suck. That's like what she said to <laughs> him. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's high praise. And She's like, "You're fucking good," and he's and he went for it because from
1: somebody like, who wakes up with you and goes to bed with you. It's like you don't suck. I mean, that's yeah, what, that's high yeah. praise. You know, but he
0: had like crazy jobs, like railroad worker, shit like that. Like did a bunch of like regular jobs, and just was writing music and singing music, and then she convinced him to go for it. Yeah, he's an unusual character, man. This stuff, this all this new stuff is different. it's like he used to be you would think of him as country like you can't even you don't even know what to say now this new stuff is not country it's wild though it's really good check it out yeah it's like it's this kind of hybrid rock thing he's doing but it's pretty fucking badass this
4: this says Waylon (laughs) Waylon had sex with Queens of the Stone Age while the Black Keys watched (laughs) First comment on the video.
0: <laughs> Who said that? Who it's named
4: that guy? Top, top comment: Shelby Riley. Shelby Riley. Congrats. Congrats, you won. You
0: won the internet for the day. For the day. That is exactly what it sounds like. It's
4: really good I'm stuff. Check it man, out. he's
0: a beast. sing along. You said that was cool Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, he's absolutely. Doing, he's doing weird shit.
1: That's doing the Japanese only thing to anime. do, man. It's you know, and I you know weird shit in the sense of like yo know, shit that excites you. So it's just yes. like you know. You know, don't I'm not, I've never tried to make the same thing twice, you know, because it's like I want to be excited. I want to be scared to fail. You know, what I mean, yeah, I want to I want to be like, you know, oh, that didn't work <laughs> next time.
0: You yeah. Know. Well, you you've always switched shit up. That's one of the more interesting things about you. It's like when when you were doing what it's like and when you, you switched up to like Whitey Ford sings the blues, everybody was like, whoa. Like, what is, this is, this is, this is the jump around guy? This is the house of pain guy? But it, it, it was, uh, it felt so easy to digest for most people. Because this is before I knew you. And I was like, it's so easy, because it's so authentic. Like, it's very obvious that this was. Thank you. The kind of music that you were writing was like music that like came from your feelings and your soul. It was like, wow, this is real shit. Yeah, it was 20, 20 years Dude, ago. Dude, what it's like was a classic. Yeah. That was a classic. That was one of those songs was like, that's a heartfelt song. That's a soul filled song. You know? That's like a universal song. Yeah.
1: I went to uh New York. I had left House of Pain and went to New York with a buddy of mine and was just kinda sleeping on his couch and he had a guitar there. I started strumming it one night and singing these little words, and he came bursting out of his room in the back, like "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and kind of was like, "We're recording that tomorrow. We were making a rap record. I was like there to like just kind of further, you know, the rap career." And nobody really knew I played guitar and stuff like that a little bit. So, but it was his his encouragement that definitely came back. Like when he was like. I think he was with it broad back there and he just heard the song and jumped
2: <laughs> like wow what
1: the fuck is that you know what I mean and and so the next day they basically forced me to record it so I had to finish right I had wrote it like that night I had, I think I had the first part the whole liquor store guy at the liquor store thing yeah. but I didn't really have anything else but he heard that part and was like, "Yo, we, you need to finish that."
0: When you get those ideas, when they come to you, what what does that feel like? Does it feel like like a gift comes out of the universe and all a of a sudden lot it's of coming the out of your
1: the, mouth? The really good ones, yeah. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, I, what blows my mind, and I'm gonna flip it on you real quick is, is the, the 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 comic art arc of you get to work this thing out for a whole long time and if you're really successful on your level type thing then you shoot a special and that joke kind of goes away. You, can't, yeah, you don't really get done. to tell that anymore. You're and fine. that blows my mind because like my whole thing is like work this thing out and build this thing that I can go out and play every night for the rest of my life so like you're you know what I mean like so all the kudos being thrown back and forth when I look at you or any amazing comedian that just turns it around and every year two years is belting out these fucking funny ass specials and then like you can't do that anymore like you know, unless you're Andrew Dice Clay with the mm-hmm. little fucking hickory oh. dickory dock, you know, and you got the little. Yeah. You know, he's you know, the when,
0: only guy ever that you want to hear the old stuff over and over and over again, like. Or you, I don't know, if see a whole set of just yeah, rhymes,
1: or even like um like and now there's like you're familiar with this with Little Duvall. The yes. comedian, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. and the whole singing, like I mean, he's like turning yeah. it into he's flipping this like whole script yes. on what comedy and music and entertainment mm-hmm. is right now. He's kind of doing some really fucking interesting
0: shit. He's also got a bunch of crazy shit going on on his Instagram. His Instagram's hilarious too. He's got something I need him. That's one of my favorite me. follows City in the universe. Yeah, no, no. Boys. He start like he
1: starts cultural phenomena. Yes, yes. Period. Yes. Like, no, no. Like no. he sets shit off. Like yeah. I've watched. Him say some shit on his mm. Instagram and will it into existence, and it becomes like a trend or a, mm. the, the songs he's written. Yes. it's just like it's he's amazing. Special. It's he's like special. really like no, it's it's a, it's a really I, it's one of my favorite follows. Honestly,
0: yeah, he's something special. Andrew Schultz really made me take. a I, I mean, I I knew about that song Smile Bitch. I actually found out about that song <laughs> because Stylebender Stylebender uh, would come out to fight with Smile Bitch. And uh, he came out to fight with me talked about it. He goes, uh, I love Lil Duval. I'm like, oh, let me check out Lil Duval. And I am like, god damn, this guy's good. And then Andrew Schultz says, yo, he's a comedian. And he goes, he's one of the most insightful and brilliant people I've ever met. And just like almost like a, a naturally curious guy. You need to get him on. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. That, I'm, uh, that'd but be Schultz amazing. A, it's going to be Schultz great. But Schultz is a wizard. If Schultz tells me that someone's good, I'll, I'll buy it.
1: Yeah, and it's like, and he was early internet like dude like he's been working mm-hmm. these like internet angles kind of like you got in really early saw some he liked and he's and, got his own know, thing going on yeah. with
0: uh he's got his own, own thing going on with that whole city boys country boys thing
1: but it's that's all in relation to the song i know I, know I know, you know i know but
0: it's hilarious how people like he ch- it's like the a points daily back, thing, and back and, oh, and forth oh man anybody if you don't follow him go yeah yeah, yeah go, go. Him. he's one of the best follows
1: Lil duval just shoot yeah. me some tickets to your next show in la i'm a huge fan that's that. it mean, you go however millions yeah. on Show follow little yeah. Duvall Because he's Andrew hilarious Schultz And too. funny and, and yes sir
0: Follow him to make sure That he's not really Shadow banned anymore
1: Th- That shit's crazy I got a friend Who's going through that Right now Like oh. we're like They just disappear Off oh. the like shit When you search for him
0: mm.
1: He's up there now ah,
0: They're ghosting you I feel Apparently. like it's Oh it's an ad, there You can it's find it's him a, Okay yeah. good Yeah There you oh, are oh, I'm telling Schultz. you man You couldn't find him For a while There you go Andrew It Schultz. was tricky It was very tricky Very tricky Back in the day
1: yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lil Duval. So what do you want to do today, man? You got a DJ? I
1: brought a little, you know, we got a few things to do, we could do for you. You know, I brought a little, you know, I've come here with just a guitar with a keyboard player. And I was like, I'm going to bring my man from the world famous Beat Junkies, DJ Melody, over here. Um, I like to it. Like they got their own university, uh, Beat Junkies Institute of Technology. sound. Sound. Mm. Beat Junkies Institute of Sound in Glendale, California. Mm. DJ Melody, shout out to Babu, J Rock, all the homies. Shout
0: out to everybody.
1: Yeah. You know how we do. (laughs) But yeah, we got some things you want you want wants to get
0: into something? Let's get into something. Let's do it. Move over here real quick. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I think it's only you and Honey Honey. I really do. I think so, right? I I I actually I feel like that. that.
1: Yeah yeah, all right, DJ Melody in the house. Yeah, Joe Rogan Experience, uh, Everlast, come on. A
2: brand new sneakers in a back of chain cocaine and we don't feel no pain and no we don't complain everywhere i go people know my name we got the money and fame and they don't treat me the same and no, I don't come back with status, lives in manic Born to call static like radical fanatic Jump out the bins with my semi-automatic And rob all my friends like a fucking drug addict I'm revolutionary, I'm very necessary You couldn't bust a cherry, fuck your commentary I'm so legendary, born again rhymer Youngsters act scary, went around the old timer Like yes sir, no sir, truly it's an honor Farmer of drama, harvest and karma I'm a quasi-di-bomber on suicide mission My mental condition bout to come to fruition I'm all natural, no preservative I'm superlative you don't deserve to live We never truly die, and God was never born Tell your vision lies, watch that murder porn Brand new sneakers in a fat gold chain We do the good cocaine And we don't feel no pain No, we don't complain but where I go, people know my name We got the money and fame And they don't treat me the same And no, I don't complain I smoke like Willie I party like Waylon I'm wilder than David Lee and Van Halen I'm batshit crazier than you and Sarah Palen Here's a smooth sailing on all these rough waters Mothers love their son fathers love their daughters All the things they give us are All the things they bought us, the love that first made us All the things they taught us, like doing unto others And loving all your brothers And helping out your neighbors when they need a hand But everyone went solo with a plug like Viola And it's hard to tell a woman sometimes from a man So all the confusion, and everybody's losing Living fake lives up on Instagram But everything's funny when you fun for your money While the devil executes his fucking master plan Like... Brand new sneakers and a back gold chain We do the good cocaine And we don't feel no pain And no, we don't complain Never go, people know my name We got the money in fame And they don't treat me the same And no, I don't complain You know I don't complain sneakers in a back gold chain, we do the good cocaine, and we don't feel no pain, no we don't complain,
0: yeah. woo, <laughs> that was great, thank you sir, I like it, this is a new
2: one,
1: <laughs> Yeah, just released. Um, yeah, it is. You know what happened was right. We didn't even. Yeah, when I came in last time, we did, I think we agreed to just fucking not talk about the fires and shit. Oh, like, right, we were, we were both like kind of a little traumatized yeah, that thing. Right. And um, because what happened was I put this record out last what uh, I think October. Right, hit the road and was you know maybe two weeks in. And get a picture of my house on fire. And <laughs> Had to fly home. So yeah, this record's out. But we're right now in the project. right now. I just shot a video for the for a new song, and we're re-releasing because I own everything. It's my label. We're just gonna re-release, you know. OG Everlast on all the whatever, whatever's you know formats. You can find me.
0: Do you feel like when you get through something like a fire with your family that like for some inexplicable reason you feel like a little bit closer?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, because, I mean, my ch- wife and children were in the house when it was caught fire, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, not literally, here's how it went down, it's, I'll, let's tell the story, right? Uh, basically, I, like I said, I was in New York, I get a call from the wife, the fire's right across the hill, like, I live literally, like, Simi Valley, then the mountains, bang, I'm kind of the first line right there once you come over those mountains, um, so I get a picture, like, from her, of like, the across the street from me. The the hill's just, like, it looks like a hell landscape. You know what I mean? It's fucking just on fire. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're packing up, and they're getting ready to get out. And there's a fire truck in the neighborhood, thank goodness. And as my wife's putting the final, like, stuff in the car, like, the kids are in there. She's putting all the dogs and, you know, whatever the, the medicines and stuff we need for Layla. And uh, she turns around and sees, like, on the corner of the garage like an orange kind of glow and the thing about this is like you know people think the fire comes and hits the street and then jumps and burns all these houses that's not what happens if you ever notice in the middle if you're watching the news shit it's like one random house in the neighborhood it's trees Mm -hmm. it's having a tree right on your house that's touching your house well I happen to have a tree right there that was touching the corner of my garage the tree went up that thing caught, garage went, about a third of the house went, you know what I mean, um, you know, where everybody was out already, my wife was able to, the only reason a third of the house and the whole, and like, my wife saved our whole block, honestly, because there's trees between every, all of our houses, like, for, for privacy, you know, because everybody has a pool and everybody wants, you know, nobody wants to be in two-story houses, all that shit, so everybody just has these big, huge, like, those, just... Spiny looking trees, you know, what I mean mm-hmm. they go that cover turn into a wall basically right so they, all the whole the whole block would have went up Had she not been there and had the wherewithal to run down a block and get the firemen that had just drawn by and say come back and fucking put this out
0: She so, she actually ran down she there? ran down the oh block dude, and
1: got and got it done. She's a gangster The fires She's a gangster. that were
0: out here. We're so it's so hard for people to understand what it was. like. It was frightening It was like a war. It was, frightening. It was like we were at war with a natural force It was very strange, man. Everybody was holed up together. Um, Me and my family, we got a a hotel in town with a bunch of our friends. We were texting. We were were,
1: were texting back and forth. And and
0: Tommy and his wife, Tom Segura and his wife, uh, they came over too. And we were all in the same place. And it was like, we were all like refugees for like a a small, tiny period of time. It makes you realize how fortunate we really are to be here in in this place like where we're at right now. Where we can just we don't have to deal with most of the bullshit that people are dealing with all over the world, man. You yeah. know, we just, one day of fire, one week of fire, whatever it was, it freaked everybody out and scared the shit, and a lot of people lost their lives, or, or houses, rather. A lot of people lost their lives in Northern California, right? Yeah,
1: no, that was, that's why, it's like, That was like,
0: even worse than down You couldn't there,
1: even, right? you, it was, yeah, you couldn't even like... Really get a perspective, like well for your own shit. Because the minute you wanted to like do that, you saw an yeah. entire town flattened in like an hour.
0: Yeah, they lost you know? people on the highway. Yeah. People were trying to get out on the highway, and they get caught in their cars, and they they caught fire. Man, it's horrible. Yeah. And there's um, you know, for the people that survived, like for us, and it sounds ridiculous to call yourself a survivor. It's not like it was a war, but it's it's something that you really understand. When you get through that, you're like, wow, like we are barely in control of our own environment. Barely. And all it takes is one good strong wind, one good fucking hot day, one good gust of fire, and next thing you know, everything's on fire. I mean, that was, yeah, it was it, nuts.
1: The kids the kids are still dealing with it, you know, um, trying to explain that yeah. thing to the kids of, like, that universal unsurety. Like, there's yeah. just not really... Honey, I'm gonna keep you as safe as I can, but yeah. if you really want the absolute truth, I can only tell you that some shit happens. Yeah. And, you know, I it was actually another big fire somewhere. Oh, as oddly enough, when Notre Dame caught fire, it was all on the news. And my daughter, my oldest, was like, Oh, that caught fire? You know, because she always, me, and I proposed to my wife in, in Paris. So, like, we talk about Paris a lot. So she, you know, looks forward to all that. She wanted to see She was really interested in Notre Dame when the thing burnt. But then, but something about that burning, and when it did, and she saw it, she was like, Oh, it can happen anywhere. And it kind of and it kind of dawned on her, yeah. like, okay, it's not just there. That Because ple- for a long time, I couldn't even drive by the house with her, like, to go check on it or something. And if she was in the car, my wife either, because she just didn't want to be over there. Right. And then after that, it kind of changed. And she kind of realized, like, well, it's. I guess it's kind of can happen anywhere.
0: Yeah, if it can happen in Notre Dame. Which day, was a man.
1: crazy thing to witness happen in a human, like, person, like, come to that understanding of, mm. like, wow, shit's just not guaranteed. <laughs> like, in a weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: But isn't there kind of a, there's a magic in that. Yeah. If you can get through, if, you sur- if you're if you one of the survivors, there's a magic in that that doesn't exist without the possibility of that.
1: I have people asking me, what are you going to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you're going to build a house in the same spot? I'm like, fucking goddamn right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, I don't live in like some crazy bizarro like place. I'm gonna build my house right where it was. I think.
0: I'll I'm tell gonna, you what I'm gonna do: the house on the top of a hill.
1: That's put the, the sprinklers concrete. on your house. Like yes. I, people have the sprinklers. I, yes. There was neighbor. There was cats that whole neighborhoods burnt down, and then the one house had the sprinklers. That house was pristine.
0: The problem with that is you do get survivor syndrome. You feel you feel weird. You get survivor guilt, of the first three houses in front of me right in front of my house.
1: You know like what? 3 I,
0: houses gone.
1: That, I could understand that if 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 you were like the guy who kind of futuristically predicted a fire and put that on and where. but oh. after now it's like yo if you didn't put shit on now you, everybody knows about that shit now. So put that shit on your house so like you know if you're going to live in one of these areas, we're basically in California they're telling us now this might be a new norm. You That's know, what so I mean crazy. these kind of fires. That's so you know? crazy. So, because there hadn't been one in that, the area, you know, the air, those areas like Agoura Hills and Simi Valley. There hadn't been one for a, many, 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 like a couple decades, I believe.
0: Climate change is not real.
1: No, it's fake. It's oh. fake news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's something, something's clearly happening, right? This is not normal.
4: Right, if you had a guess? Not in my 36 years.
0: <laughs> so it seems like there's been an adjustment. I've the been the
1: same years. Irish white motherfucker all my life and I didn't burn like this when I was young.
0: When did you move to LA?
1: Oh, I've been here most of my life. Like I was born in New York and whatever and probably did a uh, um the kindergarten part of first grade out there and then for the like my dad was a construction dude like during the 70s boom of like Simi Valley and all that mm. shit and,
0: uh, being built. He came out during that era. Nobody talked about crazy fires back then. Did they? They didn't, right? No, not really. The first, I got evacuated for the first time while we were filming Fear Factor. And I remember I was driving home. And uh, it started, there was a fire. It seemed like it was a little bit out of control. But like, wow, this is crazy, and I'm driving to work. And then we filmed the day. And then as we're driving home, people are letting us know, hey, man, this is bad. This has gotten really bad. And uh, as we we're driving home, a guy got hit by a car, and he got killed. And uh, I didn't see his body, but I saw his shoe. And we're like passing by where like all these people were freaking out because a guy apparently just tried to run into the highway and some guy hit him because he was panicking because there was a a bunch of shit going on. There was fire. I don't know if he was panicking, but something happened. The guy got hit by a car. So it was this ominous feeling of, whoa, somebody just died. And we're driving down this highway and the whole right side is on fire. I mean, the whole right side of the highway for an hour, like a Lord of the Rings movie. Mordor. Dude, like flakes of ash are falling from the sky like, like a light snow. It's fucking strange. You're just waiting for demons to come riding on fucking horses over the top of the hills. It's that bad. And uh, by the time I got back, we had to evacuate from our community, and we just got the fuck out of Dodge. That was the first time that had ever happened, ever, for me, uh, living out here since 94. And that was in, like, 2002, three, something like that. And then it's happened twice since then. It's a creepy feeling, man. It's creepy. It's like you know that no one can do anything if everything goes wrong. If everything goes wrong, and the wind gets too strong and it gets too wide and it goes left, and it goes right, and everything starts swirling around, and ashes fly through the air, and they land on other people's houses. like you gotta get the fuck out of there, just get out of there. There's a storm of fire
1: well, but like all right, so that I get a picture the last thing before I get on a plane is a picture of my garage. Engulfed in flames. Right, so I get on this plane. I got to take like three planes because it's like last minute booking and it's all coach. I'm pissed. You know, what I mean? like I'm like I'm not. I'm just like tucked in corners on the walls, like everything. I had to fly like to to Dallas and to Vegas and just to get there the quickest. And it uh, was like three flights. So I get there think at the whole way there i'm like my house is burned to the ground you know what i mean that's i'm, I'm accepting i'm i'm dealing with those whatever five stages of grief and like yeah. i'm getting to acceptance and then i get home and i, I not even the home i my wife and kids are at my studio and like you know that's where we're we're laid up from you know trying to figure out what the fuck's going on i can't get to the house because the whole 101 shut down that way i have to literally drive up to Panga, hit the 118, take that all the way out to like the 20, whatever it is, the 3, 23, or the 27, I don't know, it's one of the, I no, know. it's the 23, it's like out there, and you come back down and come around the other way, and I was able to get to the house, I got to the house, I like got in my house, literally had 20 fucking cop cars Roll in like, cause looting was fucking out of control, oh. dude. Oh, in the sure. like Agora and Kyllabasis areas, Oak Park too. It was Oak Park, yeah. Well, that's that's. I don't. Thousand I think groups. that is o- Agora and, yeah. and that same thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the whole over there was fucking like off the chain with fucking looting. So like, I had motherfuckers pull up on me. I literally knew like I sh- I brought my lease and my or not my 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 mortgage and my electric bill and I brought my you know I had all my shit. So like, this is my house and I. And they were cool. But it was like I pulled up and like saw most of the house standing and like broke down because <laughs> I'm a I'm a big art collector. And all, so I was like, I had already like just assumed it was all gone. Right. You know, and, you know, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience to like pull up and like see like two thirds of it there. And you're like, oh, wow. Like maybe there's salvage like in the salvage shit. Like it was like a crazy experience, man. I, I, I'm, I'm grateful that my my family is safe and all that and all the rest of it is replaceable stuff. But I got extremely lucky.
0: Yeah. No, the, the most. I mean, it's like such a cliche thing to say that your health and your happiness and your family is the most important thing. You know that. Everybody knows that. We, even a fucking psychopath knows that. But to feel it, to feel it like in the presence of a natural fury like fires, like wildfires, it's humbling. And in the strangest of ways, it makes you love each other more. makes you nicer to people. All my refugee friends, <laughs> you know, when we're uh, at the hotel that night, you know, the refugees from the fire, we're all, like, closer. We're, like, happy. For sure. You know, in a weird way. You know, we're having drinks together. We're toasting. We're hugging. You know, we're in a hotel hiding from a natural fury. And you you realize, like, oh, okay, we... we we, have, we, have, we get soft when we hit a soft spot, and that's not necessarily good for anybody. And occasionally these horrific things that happen are good for us overall because they let us appreciate, like, there's consequences. There's consequences to living here. His consequences to everything being so hot and dry and never fucking raining. And the fact that it may or may not be getting a little bit warmer.
1: Maybe. You know? maybe. maybe.
0: Who gives a maybe. fuck if people have anything to do with it? Who cares? Let's pretend that's not even a factor. Something's happening. Something's happening. We got firestorms. Like every few years a goddamn firestorm. You know?
1: Craziness, man. And well, man. we survived it, brother.
0: Yeah. Cilancha. Cilancha. So there's only so much shit to think about Right But you uh, You know y- You haven't gone through that man Have you uh, written shit That has uh, like the, the The touch of that on it
1: um, I'm like in In like a, a very kind of creative state Like state at the moment Like so we're I, I don't know What's mm. There's, there's. I'm sure there's elements of it What I'm like starting to Play with right now
0: Do you sit down and write Like on a piece of paper Or do you write while you're playing no, music uh, you No Yeah drum?
1: For me writing is a visual process Visual Yes And I can't if I write it down, it becomes two dimensional. And I've, I've never, I've, I've written lyrics that I thought were genius, and actually committed them to paper and saw them, and they be, and they, it's like they dissolve from this three dimensional beauty to like, oh, it's two dimensional garbage. It's fucking bizarre. I know, and it's not always like reasonable, but it's my process at this point. How's it visual? Um, it's if you really listen to my songs, they're like photograph, like it's like flipping through a photographic album almost. If you really listen to like what I'm doing, it's like very visual. I see the pictures. I equate it to like, did you ever watch the show Oz? Sure. Yeah, Remember yeah. the poet guy who, who, could, who was illiterate, but he drew pictures and that's how he recited his poems from mm-hmm. pictures. It's similar. It's like, but it's re- kind of reverse. It's in my brain. It's it's there.
0: So you're saying your visual in, in terms of like the the stories that you're painting, like the yeah. guy outside the liquor store,
1: or the imagery, yes. yes, or like you know a song like Black Jesus, where it's yeah. like just kind of cultural, like fucking pop culture reference after reference, leading yeah. down a path of just like st- uh, stream of consciousness pop culture references. You know what I mean? I'll go on tangents. You know what I mean? But it'll mm-hmm. be all within an energy inside the brain you know what i mean like once i commit them i even like after the fact like when you turn in like music to like entities that shows or whatever they want to know the lyrics so they can know if they should put it on air or this you know it depends on whatever if it's public network but even when it comes to that i have to have i have to like recite it to somebody and have them type it i can't it'll it'll just kind of taint it to me
0: Wow, that's interesting to see it written down. So ne- like it's that. all in my to, hand, hand.
1: You know what I mean. And in, in another hand, it doesn't bother me. But like for me to come to do it, it 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 like it breaks a barrier of some sort, and it, <laughs> it, everything vaporizes.
0: <laughs> so, do you? Uh, how do you capture? the the various beats do you record it as you're coming up with it
1: there's a there's a few different ways it happens for me like you know if i'm doing like a hip-hop-ish or hip pure hip-hop project i'll there'll be a beat involved always first you know i mean there'll be somebody have a track and we'll be like oh that's the track we're going to commit to this and we'll write lyrics to it And it'll be just kind of like i said i'll i'll drive around a lot with rap stuff and just let it bump and see what words start popping up i like wordplay and bouncing wordplay but it it can't just be wordplay for the sake of it it has to like tie into some sort of like idea um when it comes to a song it's usually i I string together some simple chord progression and and start and and see and and if i once i see something i really like it'll just like i said pictures will start coming up and you kind of just try to describe the picture a little bit and Sometimes you you come across poetry when you're describing the picture, and you'd be like, "That's good." <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of like, "Nah, that's not good." Yeah. No, that's not good. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. It's,
0: it seems like a mirror process to stand-up comedy. Like a mirror process.
1: Except I get to hold on to mine. <laughs> Even if they record it and make a special, I still can play mine. And that's that's what I was, was like, man, comedians are just, that's a little bit, di- it's a different commitment because like you're, you're bringing, you're like, it's almost like a child you're raising that you have to watch the life of it finish. In a weird way, I'm not. You know what I mean? We both have children. That's yeah. extreme. But I know what you're saying. But like, you're you're taking this idea from kind of garbagey idea that you know there's a premise there, yeah. and then like over a fucking series of fucking shows or nights or fucking maybe months, you you find it, you know, with different audiences, and then you got it, and you you get to rock it for maybe six months, <laughs> good yeah. in all these places, and then you go and record it and make that special if you're lucky enough to be on that level. Yeah. you know it's almost like I almost envy the comic I wonder if you guys ever envy the comic who qu- doesn't quite have that yet so he can like he has this you know bevy of material that he hasn't had to trash yet you know what I mean I Is just
0: it? to Roy Wood about that it was just on right before you He that's one of the things that he said that you shouldn't do TV for like 10 years like don't do it's like yeah, a, have a catalog that, man you know people, know that, what people <laughs> come up with that idea that like the first time you do anything that people get to see like be hardened like be a polished samurai of stand up you know but I disagree I say let them see everything let them see all the bullshit all the stuff that sucks all the terrible jokes who cares just keep going
1: especially if the progressions there then it's like oh you see what just keep
0: going and it's good for everybody people don't want to think you're just like someone who just figured it out instantly no it's good to see that you sucked it's good for everybody it might be bad for your ego but it's good for you when your ego takes a hit it's always good It's always good. It puts everything in perspective. You know? The only thing, like, as an artist, too, like, the thing that gets in your way more than anything is your ego, right? The thing that gets in the the way more than anything is the the way you view yourself, the way you want people to view you.
1: I wouldn't produce my own records until, like, maybe two albums ago because I felt like if I'd made it through an album without being, like, seriously challenged. I didn't make the best record I could. Mm. And then just being involved with a bunch of really seriously good producers, I learned to challenge myself. And And even the records I've produced for myself, there's other guys involved producing with me that are that I know are going to be the ones, if that's something, hey, that sucked. Right. You know what I mean? You can eat that guy around. Or the, or even a guy just to, to, to challenge even how committed you are to certain ideas. You know what how, I mean?
0: How much time do you spend... Going over like when you have a song and you're like, I think I think this song is solid. Do you do you? Outside of singing the song do you ever go over the song and ponder like what you're saying or how you're saying it? Like how do you because your stuff is so It's so interesting because you're 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 telling these stories of your experiences in these songs and a lot of them And you're also having fun and you're also talking shit. You're having a good time with them as well when you decide, okay, this one is going to be recorded like this, how do you make that conclusion
1: for me it's uh, uh, uh again if there's not like because i I can also even if i'm not doing necessarily a straight rap song there's times when I get a track from a producer that I just love the track and i'll build something around that other than that it'll again start with a guitar and i'll either um create a, a very uh Rudimentary drum beat and lay down the guitar and maybe a vocal and I have a very unique voice, you know, it's not like so, it's so there between the guitar and the voice tones start appearing that like resemble other instruments to me. Like it, it almost starts telling you what to do. Oh, that's not there that sounds I could hear a Rhodes in there or, I you know, the bass line should do that. You know, you can hear that. And the guys I surround myself with are beasts that hear the same. You know, they know, oh, yeah, this. I hear that. Let's do, you know, it's. Mm. you can start a song will tell you what to do with it, you know, if you really listen to it. I believe that because I I kind of, you know, one of the things Santana told me, you know, that I always held on to is like, you know, and I've experienced this once or twice where I've written very similar songs to friends of mine or people I know that was like, whoa, like maybe not sounding, but like the idea. Oh, wow. I wrote something that was exactly. And he said, like, you know, we're all just antenna. That are like catching energies and shit, and like bringing them in, and we're you know bringing making something out of that energies. And sometimes people catch that same energy, and similar things happen, you know. And uh, so I always look at that. I, I, I look at my ideas like this, but also because I don't write them down, I equate it to like my children, like this. Like my ideas are like little animals that are wild, and I, I see them, and I think they're amazing, and I want to, and I, so I, I I'll play a song until i know it so well it has to stick around it like i it, i train it to stay yeah. and if it stays the next morning that's this kind of answers your question the next day if i write if i'm on to something and i write a song i'll sing it 200 times if i get it close to done and then i'll go to bed
3: mm.
1: and then if it's there in the morning in this in the same form i'll record it if it's gone i didn't I, it wasn't mine and that's happened a lot.
0: Dude, that's yeah. a brave move. Yeah. I have the opposite coward's approach. Yeah, yeah. If I get an idea, I'll run away from everybody with my, my fingers in my ears and write it down.
1: <laughs> now, hear what I said. I'll sing it 200 times. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, so I if I've it. done it 200 it. times and I don't wake up and know it, it's fucking trash.
0: I write everything it's down. It's
1: not right? supposed to happen.
0: I have the total opposite approach in terms of writing comedy. I write How many, many specials down. have
1: you made in your life?
0: I never counted.
1: Uh, Rough um, guess. It's
0: like 8 or 9. Okay. All
1: right. That's how many albums I've done in almost 30 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm not turning them out like that. I, th- you know, and I don't again, because of that there's not like this crazy archive of garbage that's going to be released when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. going yeah. to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because I even songs that I start to record, if I get halfway through it and I'm like not even satisfied with it, it gets erased. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's a few things out there that, that, I, that I probably wouldn't have released, but they're, not, they're like from House of Pain days. Yeah. And they're not bad. I'm just like they weren't for, they didn't have a, a
0: purpose. I think it's good for people to see bad shit from great artists. I do. I think it's good. It's good for everybody.
1: I have no problem. I mean, I'm the guy that fuck. I'll fuck up live and talk about it for five minutes <laughs> at a show. And be like, yo, at least you know it's not on fucking tape, right? Yeah. I'll be like, that's real shit, you know. Yeah, i yeah. you know, I'm with that. I'm just like, it's my process. It's like just the way I do, like, you know. Again, also, I think it has to do with, I had some really hardcore producers like DJ Muggs and my man Dante Ross. These were dudes that would be like, that fucking was garbage. Do it again. <laughs> it's for so long that that's I'm a, the first time now is gonna be decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I got to push myself for it to be better than decent. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: No, so I th- get
1: it. Otherwise, I just clip it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the only way you could be as productive as you are. Like you have a you have a re- well-oiled approach, you know.
1: But I don't put out a lot of music. I yeah, but you know?
0: t- but when I know for a fact that when you put something out you're happy about it.
1: Oh yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm content.
0: That's when you put it out. Content with it. That's a, a you're in a great position, man. That you can kind of sort of decide what to do and when to do it.
1: Writing Three of the biggest songs of the 90s with What It's Like Jump Around and Put Your Lights On. Well, that was 2000, I think so. But that little period, I, know, and I, I wrote those songs, Jump Around with Mugs, What It's Like, and Put Your Lights On, totally on my own. That That provided me with something that I cherish, like some people cherish private jet rides, which is I can do whatever the fuck I want and still live pretty decent not super rich guy or anything but like better than average no you got a good approach. life take care of my family but creatively i could do whatever the fuck i yeah. want no, you and it's a, a beautiful approach. thing man that's I, the older i get like i'm on my whole new shit my slogan is fuck it i'm 50 man <laughs> that's my new shit dog i'm on like i don't you, you ain't gonna rattle me man i'm 50 i don't even care how's that if you're good. There you go. I'm just trying to have fun, live my life, go home, hug my kids, and fucking know that nobody fucked with them at school and they had a great day and then my universe is complete.
0: Yes. Yeah. Fucking I'm 50.
1: Fuck it. I'm 50.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. We need more people to think like that, man. We're wasting time doing that. I
1: had a heart valve replacement at 28, dude. I didn't think I was going to make 35. You know what I mean? Yeah. So fifties. Put that
0: microphone on the chest. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. So here, anybody who don't know, this is this this
1: is a heartbeat. It's not a watch. It's my heartbeat. It's like a goddamn metronome. Whoa! You
0: know,
1: it's titanium, man.
0: Wrap your head around that. You
1: know, I got alien technology in my chest, my dude.
0: Hope it stays (laughs) together. Hope the doors don't fly off that thing. Click, click, click. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's basically a very simple thing, it's like a ring. That goes in the valve, and it's like a spring kind of activated flap that is totally self propelled by the hearts pumping sure. up the blood. It pumps the blood out of the flap, then the flap kind of snaps back, and that's what you're hearing is the tick, is just the spring of that. And it's all I mean, I could take my pulse without it, was just sitting here, dude. You know what I mean? I could take my pulse without even thinking about it.
0: Modern technology is so amazing.
1: St. Jude's valve.
0: Shout out to the St. Jude's people.
1: Whoever invented that shit. Gleep Glorp from the
0: motherfucking up, and Vega
1: that. and Star System, whatever.
0: They can figure out a way to make your heart work again with a fake valve. Click, click, click.
1: It's wild. And that's why you're here. That's why I'm still here, man. It's amazing. I often wondered afterwards, like, why? Why did it? Why? it what killed John Ritter? What killed him was exactly kind of what happened to me. But I I was able to get to the hospital faster.
0: Did you ever meet that guy?
1: No, but I I know that like when it happened, like people pointed it out, like isn't that what happened to you? I was like, oh yeah, that was. He was
0: a special dude. He was on a, an episode of News Radio. Everybody loved him, man. Like so nice. Like wandered around the set, like friendly to everybody. Like in a weird way, like a like just a he's just a genuinely really nice guy who just loved making sitcoms. And um, when he died, I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, it's one of them things he that's was just so nice out of nowhere.
0: But when you find out that someone that's like, you feel like, ah, oh, n- nothing's going to happen to him. He's so nice. And then one day, the clutch. The clutch I, of death. I was told
1: I, I, by the people at the hospital when I went back to visit once that um, a while after they had brought me in because it took them a minute to figure out what was wrong with me. The only reason they figured out what was wrong with me is because my actual doctor... who's who's this guy in Beverly Hills. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants that, but, uh, he uh it was a member on the board of cedar sinai so when they brought me in the hospital all his records are computer accessible to them so they found out about my history of like being born with this heart defect and because up until then they heard rock dude he's a musician they were like all right how many how much cocaine did you do and all my friends were trying to me he doesn't do cocaine you know he's not and they're like oh no, if we give him the wrong drugs we could kill him like and, and then all of a sudden like the records came through and that's what saved my ass that along with the, like, uh, the head of surgery there, like, the guy who, like, did a double eight, like, nine-hour surgery, came off of one, told the guys they couldn't do my surgery because it was too complex. This guy, Dr. William Trento, he's an amazing person. He will not mind me shouting him out. He, like, goes to South America and does all these free operations on kids' hearts. He's a fucking saint. This guy is, I'll tell you off, fucking show some other shit he did that'll blow your fucking mind. Like, wow, that's who does that? But he's he saved my life. And you know, I've just been Like I said, I didn't expect to be here 50 fuck it. I'm 50 man. I got two little girls I've got it's like a whole i my whole thing right now is I want to take my girls like in the next like week or two Over to see him just to be like yo dude. These these people wouldn't even exist Right if it wasn't for you dude, like I think that blow his mind a little bit
0: fuck. Yeah Yeah. Shout out to all the people who fix hearts All those people. Fix anything.
1: That? Fix all yeah. things, you know? Fix all things. If you fix shit, yeah. Fucking salute.
0: Right, that's a positive thing.
1: Yeah. You fix stuff. I don't though. care if it's a sink or a heart. Or if a you fix car. it, good yeah, or okay, all anything in between, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird?
1: Fixing shit is good.
0: Fixing hearts though, that's like particularly good. Like when that guy sees you on TV and shit, he's probably like, fix that it's guy. It's been a minute,
1: but yeah, he probably <laughs>
0: Fixed it up, <laughs> fixed it up nice. <coughs> fixed, fixed it up nice. He enjoys music. Thank you. They enjoy my work.
1: Fuck it. it. I'm up. gonna tell the story. I'm gonna tell it. Here's the story. Okay. Right. A few years after my heart surgery, like when I had my heart surgery, I didn't have I didn't have medical insurance. I was young and dumb. Didn't you know? What I mean, just didn't have it. And uh, so it was. It fucking caused a real fucking. It was like a half a million dollar fucking hit. You know what I mean? But I, you know, I didn't declare bankruptcy. I paid it all, and I think this dude heard about that. And they are—I think guys like this must somehow invest in you when they know they saved your fucking life. There's some. There's a connection after that. Like ah, that's one of my. That's one of my guys sure. right there. So. A few years later, my mom, when I was young, had uh, I believe Hodgkin's disease is what it was, and she had radiation treatment, and she beat it and all that. But twenty years later, that shit wears on your heart valves and shit. She had to have a triple bypass. Like it was kind of like, oh shit! Like I was out on tour, I had to come home, put her. I was like, I want that guy to do the surgery just because I had he had already done mine. Yeah. So he does my mom's surgery and this guy fucking i get all the bills you know and then now i'm doing all right so it was cool i i get a bill from the fucking anesthesiologist i get a bill from the fucking operating room i get a bill from the hospital i get a bill from this i never got a bill from this man for my mom's surgery dude just was like nah that one's on me wow fucking crazy
0: who gets a surgery done on them right that's an amazing guy. It was
1: crazy, dude. That's amazing. No, this dude goes, and then I like, started looking into who he was, and this guy goes and does like fucking tons and tons of like sur- surgeries on kids down in South America. and He's it, just one of them dudes, man. Who like,
0: saves your mom on the house? Pssh! What? <laughs> what? That guy. Who you saves your mom on that the guy. house? That guy.
1: God bless him. Uh, God bless him. God bless him.
0: Yeah, man. It's, um, there's nice people out there. There really are. You know, we, we we're fed this false narrative that everybody sucks because so many people do suck, but there's so many people. It's just a perspective issue. It's the same reason why people think the world is flat. They don't understand perspective. The perspective when you're talking about human beings and seven billion people, we're just overflowing with people. There's so many of us. There's so many stories of people sucking, but it's all a perspective issue because there's so many goddamn people. And most of them are cool, and most of them want to be cool. And they would be more cool if they knew you were going to be cool. If we all, if we all agree to be cool, we can be cool. We can have a better time here. We're wasting time with nonsense and arguments that all, and, 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 and conflict that all could have been disrupted from the very beginning by everybody being this nice. This
1: is why we need cool. the alien invasion.
0: Alien because a lot of people
1: daddy. are invested in a lot in a lot of shit that's meaningless. Yeah, you know we won't even go into it. We can all infer what they what those things are between us, and the audience can do the same. But what I'm saying is like there's just too much fucking bullshit about dumb shit that we need some kind of outside fucking focus. Yes, <laughs> you know 100%. what I mean. Something that will take us with from outside ourselves and make us focus on something else
0: or legalized mushrooms
1: which might be um global warming but that's that's not real right
0: no legalized mushrooms moved to greenland trump's on it he's already trying to buy <laughs> greenland, he's to buy greenland. dude tried? no Who he tried? canceled his fucking trip to
1: denmark because yeah, they, they said they're, to they're not gonna sell him greenland he's just...
0: talking chet now he knows what he's doing listen trump's gonna get us greenland when you and I, the fucking thing is, it's like, gonna come and bow then, I believe he said, well,
1: "It's like fucking." Oh man, I can't. It's bizarre world. That's all. That's I all. I
0: think people go to Greenland to bow hunt. To bow hunt. I think they bow hunt that that gigantic fucking furry thing. What is that thing called? The muskox. Uh, Google Greenland muskox. You ever see a muskox? You want to? No, see but, but I want to see
1: one, and I also Look, want to know a, when I'm getting invited for an elk barbecue, dude. 100%. Come on, dude. Okay. That's, you That's know good. what I mean.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna put a kitchen in here in this place. I'm, I have I have plans. I'll tell you. I'll come play hold, it. Please hold. Please. <laughs> hey, do this. This. Let me show you muskox. So
4: 100 percent success rate on bow hunting in Greenland on a muskox.
0: Because <laughs> you just walk right up to them. Oh, you know what it is? Because they, they have uh, an instinct to protect themselves against wolves, so they all huddle together when threatened. <laughs> so
1: you could just catch just them all walk in a right group up to them and bow hunt them.
0: <laughs> yeah, but look what they look like, bro. They don't even look real. They look like something out of Star Wars. Those are kind of interesting, but look, go to the side, Jamie, some of those other images. When you see, yeah, they're like that. Perfect. You see that walking around. You'd be like, what the fuck is that, man? It looks like a
1: Tauntaun.
0: That's insane. It looks like a lion, fucked a elephant, fucked a mammoth. What is that? A buffalo? What is that? The fuck is that thing? Those crazy-ass horns, wild man. It looks like a
1: buffalo with a Tina Turner wig.
0: And, dude, it could be 150 million <laughs> degrees below zero. Those things just chill. They're just out there eating frozen grass. The horns come fuck. from,
1: like, their cheekbones.
0: Dude, they're crazy looking. Barely looks like a real thing. Barely. They're beautiful. And apparently... Um, Tastes good? Apparently, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. My friend Brendan Burns shot one in... Um, I think he said he got his either in Antarctica. You, you can go to like really, really cold climates and get – I think it's like – is it North, northern Canada? There's somewhere in northern Canada where you hunt them where it's crazy. Like you just get on uh, – you, you either get pulled by, by snowmobiles or you get pulled by dogs. And you go, like, way, way, way the fuck out. Where if you break down, if your snowmobile breaks down, or if your dogs all die, you are fucked. I mean, you are so, 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 so fucked. Because there's nothing, man. There's nothing. There's the occasional polar bear and these fucking musk ox. (laughs) And they're up there. And they don't even look like real things. And you're stumbling across, like, imagine going through a whiteout snowstorm to stumble across... Across this two thousand pound enormous, gigantic, hairy prehistoric beast that you could just walk up to and shoot with a bow and arrow and eat. That's that's what's up there right now. Like they're like a remnant of the past. Like to the saber tiger I want to see what days. they like
1: how what this if they fight with those things that'd They'd be crazy. Use
0: it to fuck up other males. That's yeah. what. Most of those animals, they're not fighting off predators with that shit. Well, it's definitely it to,
1: related to breeding and all that yeah. shit, for sure.
0: They think some of it is like in some animals, depending upon how much pressure they get um, from uh, predators, like elk, keep their antlers very late. They keep their antlers like into March and April uh, because uh, a lot of them live around wolves. And the idea is that they need those antlers to protect themselves from wolves. So they hold on to them longer than deer do. Biology, it's real. Crazy. Yeah. Dude, we're so lucky. We're so lucky we're out here.
1: Out the food chain?
0: Oh, my God. Not only <laughs> out the food chain, you and I can go right down the street and get a fat steak dinner, friend. You just Is that on the agenda? I, I cannot this <laughs> evening, but I would like to do it soon. You know our spot?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm sparking this, man.
0: Oh, you're crazy. No, we're dead. You're like living the on home. the edge. Do we're you have the lighter? on the Oh, I won't do it. <laughs> you don't use a lighter? Yeah, notice? I'm saying. Oh, it's right here. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were one of those, I only use a mask.
1: And it will play into uh, yeah. the next tune we're going to do yeah, their horns, uh, they come they, off
0: the top. Yeah, they come off the top. Sorry, I wasn't that even thinking that. Wig. Oh, it's well, like that, a
1: helmety kind of thing. I mm-hmm. see.
0: I think they fuck things up with that, that bony part in the front above their eyebrows. They keep those for life, too. It's not like a deer. You know, good deer loses their antlers every year. These, these motherfuckers. looks like a
1: fucked up hairdo.
0: <laughs> it does. It does. They're so beautiful, though. They're so beautiful. Like that one
1: right there, Jamie. Click above. Like they mom did their hair for church right no, there. Like. Above, above, above.
4: Right there, right there,
0: right there, right there. Click on that. Make that larger. That's a beautiful creature. Yeah. I mean, it's so amazing that nature can make fish. It can make... An it's a eagle, type of buffalo, yes. And it yes. can make that. Like <laughs> buffalo or... I don't know, man. What is it?
1: Bison-related.
4: Uh, like ox. It's right. an ox. Muskox. Well,
1: aren't they all related? Bison and all that.
0: <sighs> I wish I knew.
4: Mm, go a kids, kids facts.
0: Kids facts? Mm, what does it say? It's cattle. <laughs> Often compared to cattle.
4: Like a make, cow with a big coat.
0: Yeah. That's oh, a northern cow. It's
4: Highland a herbivore. Cow. Yeah, there you go. Wow. A furry Highland cow.
0: Part of the Bo- Bovidae family. All the species ah. in this family have two toed hooves, four chambered stomachs, and are herbivores. So it's like a kind of a cow type thing. Fuck, it's amazing. You think
1: aliens mutate them?
0: Nope. nope. Those, that's what we're supposed to be right now. What we're supposed to be right now is some sort of stupid, fucking hairy, dumbass that's running around getting eaten by shit. But the aliens came down and said, listen, let's just plant some of our stuff in these monkeys and see what we can do.
1: i mean, dude. When are they coming
0: back? That's what happened,
1: man. That's what I'm saying. When are they coming back?
0: Probably pretty soon. Soon. it got to be, like dude. It's been brought up more and more in the narrative and every time we go to sleep, we, we wake up in a new universe and I think along those lines that uh, they're coming. They're on the way right now. We're just not quite ready yet, Everlast. Maybe you are. But some people are not. Some people, if the aliens were hovering over Universal Studios lose right now, lose their minds.
1: Lose their minds.
0: Moving down the one oh one over the Hollywood Bowl. Be
1: amazing. Woo
0: and those little fucking times. Whether it was the break, end or the beginning up. or whatever, it would be amazing. It would be very interesting.
1: If the whole thing would go down, you know what I mean? If it was the end of all, cool. Yeah. Let's
0: I mean I'm not incur-
1: I'm not saying hey, break it off, but I'm saying that if that's what it is it is. Or if it's the next stage of like enlightenment and fucking, you know, all that goodness.
0: What do you think people would cool. do if one of them like, hovered over every major city? You know what I think? Add what what we're first...
1: talking about is what, what would the majorly religious do? Because I think that would affect religious thought the oh, most yeah, yeah. right off top. You yeah. know what I mean? Besides the fear of like, what are, they, what are they here for, Right. the first thing was like, whoa, a whole bunch of ideology goes out the fucking window right now. <laughs> you know, what I mean? so that would cause a lot of panic and anxiety right there alone. You know, you tell them your 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 whatever story or whatever religion. I'm not going to even go don't there. We're like that. I like that thing. Let's yeah. blanket it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's gonna upset a lot of folk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right away. Just like, oh my god, that's not what we thought existed. We're the center of everything.
0: You know. what I think would happen. I think people would just start fucking.
1: These flat don't. earthers go out the window right away. The, <laughs> that just is over.
0: <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe, like, the aliens travel here from another dimension. And they have a new explanation for it. Maybe. The thing about, Maybe. like, being a flat earther or the thing about any kind of, like, thing that you could decide was already proven is that it doesn't matter what the facts are anymore. What matters is what people agree to. That's what's interesting about it. Like you realize that there's like a certain number of people you need to have to start a community, and it doesn't have to make sense. You just have to have enough people that agree to it. If enough people agree to it, you can uh, you can push you can push some pretty preposterous ideas through, and a bunch of people hop on board and they're happy to be on your group. That's the problem with groups. The problem with groups is people will just join isn't, the groups.
1: Isn't that the big lie? The big lie theory. The big yeah. lie thing. The whole mind comp. <laughs> yep big lie theory i believe that's the original like where i'm quoting that from but
0: i mean even what you if you think about a country right you think about a country and you think about america which we both love and live in yes sir it's what is it you know it's an idea right it's an idea it's an idea that everybody who's in this thing is cool to each other everybody's in this thing is part of a team yeah that's really what it is. Bring we're us your bo- broken mass yeah. and all that, stuff, all from that the,
1: stuff from the from the from uh, the Statue of Liberty. Some
0: more. Know? I've been think. I I I think about this thing. Four huddled
1: masses. Is that? The- am I getting it?
0: It's, it's in been the- a while. I'm I am Fucking. I'm fifty. You know what I mean? Right. But I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like whatever we are, like we we are what we agree we are. We are what we agree we are. Like we don't. Most of what we're uh, in conflict about is fucking stupid. And as a country, like we're, supposed to be, uh, we're supposed to agree that we're all in this together. So if we're all in this together, it should be good for everybody. We could do that. We could do that better than we think we can. Way better. Way better. Absolutely. But the problem is the conflict. Some of it's unnecessary, man. So, so. Woo! <laughs> That's a good sound effect for that moment. <laughs> Perfect. It's, you know Some of it is just unnecessary in these moments, man. These moments when we have fun. Moments when we get together, moments when we hug, moments when we have a drink together, moments when we listen to some music, moments when we're all leaving a concert together or a movie together that we realize, like, we're all in this together. We're all right. It's just like we just gotta navigate it better. That's all it is. We're crashing into each other.
1: Honestly, it, it goes it, moments we mourn together. I mean, yeah. I, I'm honestly, I mean, I'm, I hate to say this, but you know, I, I see a lot of my older friends more funerals lately than other events, yeah. and but they turn into celebrations. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, because we all understand. Like, all right, man. Yeah. We're, hey, I'm. I'm glad I am seeing you right now. Let's fucking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You know,
1: and whoever it was that we're celebrating definitely doesn't want that. They want this.
0: Yeah, for sure. I everybody. don't. Yeah, when everybody. I go
1: party the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Party yes. fuck up and say like that guy did all right. Yeah. He did all right. He did. He was great. a pretty good
0: dad. Bro, every you made a few
1: bucks. Made a few bucks. That's Dana, man. Dana just played that song no matter what. I mean, God love it. I got to get my 25 cents, man. I got to get my
0: 25 cents every episode, dog. Man, come on. You begrudging me my 25 cents? I love it. I love it. I was walking out of the octagon. I forget who... uh who I was interviewing My
1: favorite is this Every once in a while Like there's a few people Who choose that song Like uh, uh, Cynthia C- Cavillo Well let's
0: get how, Shout out to the first Marcus Davis
1: Yeah, yeah Marcus, Davis. He, he Marcus did the, Davis he did the uh, The Bangor first thing the, And then he yeah. made, Went into the jump around But yeah. some people Every once in a while I don't know Maybe if they picked A bad song or something Like out of nowhere Out of nowhere one time Like Leota Machida Came out to jump around And I'm like I texted Dana I was like Who the fuck picked that and He's like I did and he didn't even—he oh, re- didn't go any further, and oh, I was like, "Oh, he must have picked the song Dana hated or something." Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, some of these cats—they'll choose music, and Dana was like, "Nah." And I think the go-to nah. jam—if
1: you fucking pick something he doesn't like—is "Jumper." Because I'll be like, "That was ah. random, man!" I was like, "How? Did,
0: how did that happen?" It's funny. It's funny when there's a song that plays all the time. It connects you to one of your friends. It's like as I'm walking out of the octagon, it's like, "Damn." <laughs> like, dude, like, oh, there wow. was a period up, of about oh, six man.
1: years where anywhere dana was it could be i could be he could be on the other side of the world i'm sleeping so i'd get a phone call and it'd just be a phone in the air at a club <laughs> and <laughs> and would be i'd be playing i feel like dude come on <laughs> Well
0: you guys nailed that song so hard there's like moments in space time that get nailed just like you, 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 just hit something that resonates with people.
1: You know? I, 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 uh, I, uh, I, I, I uh Danny's quote, Danny Boy's quote of uh, "It's the Louie Louie of the '90s." It's, it's Louie Louie. It's just there. It's part of the like. It's, it's almost not mine anymore. It's like belongs to the universe. It's weird. Wow. Every ball game I go to, any event I go to, it gets played and it's not even like a big deal about it's like some places it's a big deal like you get these football games college shit like right. wisconsins and stuff where it's like tr- part of a tradition but i'm saying any event a an angels game a dodgers game a yankees game a laker game a football game it's it pops up somewhere along the line
0: dude you're right up there with queen it's
1: crazy it's wild i mean as you're talking about like individual songs and their imprint on something it's it's bananas it's 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 something to like i can't you can't almost invest your thought in it because it can get like whoa it's 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 really kind of a part of of pop culture culture. it's ingrained on a on on an it's an american phenomenon and worldwide i mean like Worldwide, I mean, yeah. where did you can you go where they probably <laughs> don't never heard jump around? It's, it's not, weird. I mean, it's to think about it on that level is
0: crazy. Maybe like one of them places where Trump's trying to buy, maybe up in Greenland. No, I don't know what the they, I,
1: going I, no, they I mean, they they <laughs> heard it. They heard it.
0: Queen had We Are the Champions, and, and and uh, it also had We Will Rock You. Those are two of the greatest sports anthems of all time. Queen nailed two of them. Like, one the fucking pandas? two of them. We Will Rock You and We Are The Champions.
1: It's actually the same song, too. <laughs> is it the same song? Isn't it? Yeah, they blend into each other. Oh, but they're yeah, two yeah. different songs. They, they technically? Kind of, they're, they're technically connected.
0: Like, if you, but you had to buy them on iTunes, you'd have to buy two songs.
1: I think, is it a slash in there? Is it a We Will Rock You, We Are The Champions? They come on the
0: album, together? On the record, when the record came out, they went right back to
1: back. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, there's it no it space. Was it
0: two and three, or was it recognized as one individual song?
4: On the label, it was listed as two different titles two different titles so you're not you know you're we're not mic'd see. up
0: people can't hear you so i'm trying to oh okay yeah. sorry no, yeah there yeah, you go that's right. yes. here we go sorry dj
4: man so yeah so that was actually one of the first albums i got when i was a kid
0: but on the actual label which has like the titles of the songs they were listed as two different titles but on the actual vinyl the surface of the record it was one groove ah. so the songs just went right into each other so so if you were in a diner and you put like those quarters in that thing and you played that Right. Would it give you one song or would it give you both? No, it, it usually oh, gives you both. Question. It gives you both. Good question. Remember, man? Diner music? Yeah. yeah. I was listening to. Um, I feel like my memory. Get that microphone on. My, you. I feel like my memory.
1: I'll share with you. We share with you. I feel like my memory. I f- see like a We Will Rock You slash We Are the Champions thing like going on. And like, yeah. in yeah. that Kind of sense. Like, I feel like you would have got both songs. Because they not remember. There is no stop. There's not even a p- clean place to edit it, really. Right.
0: If I'm right. It's crazy that it's two songs. Do you remember those wheels of the diners yeah, in the see, East Coast the that would roll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of we're a, the champions. A we slash, will rock you. Yeah. Oh, so it's two songs.
4: But it's, it's two one. different songs. It's, but it's two th-
0: songs, but it's one.
4: So I was just driving a.
0: Well, oh, U- on the
1: forty-five, it only has "We Will Rock You" on one
0: side. That's Ooh.
4: interesting.
3: <laughs> interesting.
4: I was driving a U-Haul truck last weekend. I'm in the process of moving, so
0: all you had, all we had, was AM/FM radio. So I was listening to K Earth One Hundred and One. And we will rock you came on, and right away came we are the champions. Yeah, so the I it back to back. They played it as one song. They played it as one song. Mm. Yeah. Well, they go together, you know, perfectly. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it seems like it's almost, but it is clearly two different jams. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, great. They, that so guy it's was
1: similar he themes. Though. He was a
0: goddamn wizard. Yeah. Yeah. We will he rock really you. We are wizard. the
1: champions.
0: That band, they were, they were really sorcerers.
1: You know, he was amazing. Freddie man. Mercury was wow. He was man. amazing. Dude was crazy. He was so it, unusual. The vocal, like, he was the strut I mean,
0: on stage.
1: I mean, it, it's just the <laughs> masterpiece of Bohemian Rhapsody alone yeah. is just crazy.
0: I know, right? Like, can you think of, like, rock albums? And you think of songs, and you think of that one. You're like, "What is like I, that?" Like,
1: I write these little three chord songs with a nice story over it and shit. And this this dude was doing like fucking sixteen part harmonies of Bismillah. No, we yeah. will not let you go. Like, wrote like a rock opera like yeah. within four five minutes. It was it's, it's fucking great. bananas. How genius that shit is! And
0: it's great to listen to. Like, it's super entertaining. It's it's captivating. He it was a goddamn. Yes, Goddamn hero! Yeah, for sure. For sure, right? Freddie. Yeah, Freddy. this, this no I haven't thing. seen the movie. I haven't, haven't seen.
1: I haven't seen the movie though.
0: After they I- stopped having fucking Borat do it, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where see? Because I like I like to show that guy's on that Mister Robot. I'm sure I'd like him
0: too, but it doesn't matter. No, that,
1: that once you tease me with Ali G, and then you pull him away. I don't know. I, I mean, that's not why I didn't see it. I just haven't had the chance. But
0: I heard that Borat wanted to do a lot of like uh, crazy uh, drugs uh, he, were, and he wanted, sex, yeah, he
1: probably wanted to do all chaos. the. He wanted to have dongs flapping around. You know, what I mean, he wanted all that. Yeah. He wanted to go the other. He wanted to go the dark side of Freddy.
0: He wanted to be Buck Wild. I'm sure the guy who did it did a great job. The problem is whenever someone gets attached to the idea of someone else doing it, and then the new guy comes in, he's forever tainted. But
1: if you haven't and you ever go on TV little show binges. That guy's show, Mr. Robot, is it really good. It's pretty fucking good. It, it, I've it's heard pretty it's really fucking funny. good.
0: I've heard it's really funny.
1: I, I, it's fucking like bizarre, like futuristic hacker weirdness. It's fucking. It's pretty dope.
0: Dude, this is the best time ever. If you want to just sit and watch TV, like, is there a better time that's ever existed?
1: No, dude. You smoke weed. It's legal. <laughs> you can just sit, and watch forty-two a- episodes of a show.
0: <laughs> I don't encourage too much of this behavior, but occasionally I think it's important and and probably even therapeutical. But if you could just sit down and watch something on TV, there's more shit to watch today than the human race has ever seen, ever. That's a fact. They're making new TV shows every goddamn minute. They're oh. happening right now. They're putting them out on Hulu. They're putting them out on Amazon. They're putting them out on Netflix. They, they don't even them stagger them. No, they they drop an entire in. season. Boom! Like, Did it's it, out. Bitch. Watch it. Deal with it. Deal with it, bitch. You watch Stranger Things? Yes. I'm on episode five. Don't tell me shit.
1: Of what, the most season recent season? Yeah, yes. yeah. Gush. Everybody's it's hush. good. It's good. It's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I can't tell you I enjoy it. Don't get
0: blasphemous. No,
1: I ain't gonna tell That's you it. anything else. a little
0: bit better than good. You
1: ever you I'll tell you a couple good ones I enjoy. <laughs> a couple good ones I enjoy. Okay. You you fuck with Ozark?
0: Oh dude, do I fuck with okay, Ozark? Okay, there we
1: go. There's Ozark. Oh, man. Um what if else if I had anyone? to
0: give up one, it wouldn't be Ozark.
1: Uh, they canceled it, but the the seasons that exist are fucking hilarious. You have you watched this Santa Clarita diet? No. It's with Drew Barrymore and um, really the guy from Timothy, Timothy Oliphant from like uh, Deadwood, that guy. Hmm. Uh, yo, really? It's like, it's, I, I'm not even going to say anything else, but yo, y'all could come thank me later. Go check that shit okay. out. It's like two seasons of it and they canceled it for some reason. Hopefully they'll bring it back if a lot of enough people like it. But I'm telling you, it's fucking hilarious. It's like, if you like zombie kind of weirdness, but it ain't really scary. It's fucking hilarious is okay. what it is. Okay. It's craziness.
0: Beautiful. Have you ever watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I have not. Gotta watch that. I'll dude. check it out. That is a goddamn hilarious show. That's a good show to sit down with your wife. Because you'll right. laugh your We're ass off. We're always looking and for She'll, this. she'll we- love it listen it's hilarious it's about a lady who uh, was in a cult and she got locked up in a basement for like 13 years and then she got out she doesn't know what the fuck anything is but she's hilariously optimistic it's really my fun, wife man.
1: got me on this one it's not that but it's like this lady like chick comic and i don't know her name and i don't know the, name of the show right now but it's fucking hilarious and she's like a larry David esque chick like she's larry david-esque i should say like the show is like she's always like the fucking mom who's like fucking doing some crazy shit there's like an episode of like where there's a mom amongst the Crew that's like done porno, and right. so all the moms are talking about. But like the fucking show's hilarious. I got to What I, is the show? I, oh man, I can't remember. I'm, Do
0: you I, know what that is, Jimmy?
1: I got to think of the show.
0: Who's in it? What I, are the I, I, I don't
1: know. That's what I'm saying. I I, I watched shit with my wife sometimes, oh. and I'm just gonna get the name of it real quick are you while about we're the here. Handmaid's Tale. No. <laughs> Is no that, it's definitely it's definitely not that what do you say uh uh it's some like no apologies or apo- something about apologies sorry not sorry sorry not sorry thank uh, you
0: okay
1: fucking shit is hilarious is dude it? that lady is a fucking hilarious who's mama. that i don't know her name i'm sorry Andrea but
4: savage
1: there you go she
0: sounds savage
1: she's fucking funny dude it is savage the show's pretty sad but it's like it's like some dirty larry david kind of Vibes. What kind
0: of a burden do you have with a name like Savage? Like, you better produce. You can't run around and be lazy with a name yeah, like can't, Savage. You can't. Name? You Bob. gotta bring it. Bob Savage. Mm. <laughs> Bob Savage is sitting there smelling his own farts. Oh, mm. I hold on. What? I just, I don't know. Jamie's
4: in a panic. I, I Googled that. I just Googled that. Sorry, not sorry, with the man of Savage, and I, nothing came up then. But oh, I that's had weird. an article up. That that's that's
1: definitely television. it because I've known my. That's why I was saying apologies or something. Sorry, not sorry. This is the
4: article I had. There up, she but. goes. That's her. Oh, sorry, she's not fucking sorry.
0: hilarious. The man. Savage on her
4: unapologetic new comedy. Good for I'm her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The show is called I'm Sorry. The I'm article sorry. is titled Sorry Not Sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh, there you go. The I knew it was I'm an apology sorry?
1: or something like that. God, we're stupid. It's fucking hilarious. Do the we're least done. least
0: research of any <laughs> show ever that has this kind of reach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you guys Whoa. are winging it kind of in a lot of ways, dude. Like I mean, it's Always. kind of beautiful. it's the beauty of the show, though a little bit.
0: This thing is 100% winged. You want some of those? Um, I'm sitting on a little bit, but yeah. Don't be scared, homie.com. <laughs> Don't be scared, homie.com. Shout out to Nate Diaz, victorious. Man. Shout out to Anthony Pettis, the yep. gladiator.
2: It was a good fight. It was a great fight.
1: I totally agree with the outcome
0: yes oh definitely definitely nate, nate won that fight for sure i i was i was, I was complimented
1: when i walked into dana's green room and was told i smelled like i just came from nate d it's his camp yes it was amazing i i love that man. thank god for that guy the fucks given is like at an
0: all time all time low thank god for that guy he's so important just be you yeah love that guy that's what he's doing. I mean, he and he's fighting for the baddest motherfucker. That was in the game at 170, belt. right? Yes, yes, yeah. Fuck cutting weight. He doesn't need to cut weight. But I, I love when he's talking about fighting for the baddest motherfucker in the game belt. <laughs> <laughs> How am I so that's the this belt, belt he's referring against. to, okay. Because yes. well, I said, was like, this was for a belt. It no, was only no, no. three
1: rounds. I was like, wait a minute, and I'm so confused. I was thinking about I was so explaining. I was a little high and drunk myself.
0: No, I was thinking about trying to get him to explain that to people, but I was like, well, I'm gonna just let him go. I don't I don't even want to get in the way of this. I'm
1: glad I know now what yeah. belt he's talking about. Yeah, he's
0: talked about it multiple times. Since that's a that great he,
1: fight he called out. But he though. said
0: that. He said, defend this belt, and I was like, oh, okay. he's talking about the baddest motherfucker in the game belt. And I thought he was gonna say it, but I, I probably should have asked him what belt it was.
1: No, it's more beautiful like that. There's like this. It, no, it's perfect. It's Where like an Easter egg.
0: Dude. <sighs> the, I mean, what a great name. The baddest motherfucker in the game, Belt. <laughs> we should be so happy that guy's a real thing. We should be so happy.
1: And that fight, it would be amazing.
0: Yeah, man. That would be incredible. Vidal's a straight up murderer. He's a straight up murderer. So is Nate. That would be chaos that'd be chaos and then those two guys want to do it those are two i mean just wild dogs going at it those guys are both like to the core they're 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 fighters to the core there's no quitting either one of those guys i mean that's a wild fight man especially right now like financially that's an amazing fight right now people would pay a lot of money to see that fight Maz Vidal and Nate Diaz, they those are two guys that are like the most exciting and most talked about guys in the sport right now. If those guys decided to fucking smash horns, woo
1: God. It looked like they were more than willing.
0: Yeah. I hope they make that. That would, they be, make that, that would be that would be an amazing fight. Hope they make that happen. That'll be goddamn bananas. And maybe one of them will come out to jump around. <laughs> if they pick
1: something <laughs> shitty enough. <laughs>
0: No, at their level. I think they get to pick their own music as long as they don't have like. Yeah, but we're talking Aguilera. about wait, wait. But Leo, Leo Machida. Yeah, like why?
1: I want to know the story behind that. One day I'm on the corner, Dana, and we're like, you know, when yeah. this when he's not the fucking busiest dude on earth. Yeah, and and be like, what the fuck? What dude? happened? There? What song did he pick?
0: <laughs> you that you were mad.
1: Which Leo fight was that? I don't know, man. I'm sure somebody knows. But
0: I wonder if he won, because that would be interesting to see. Um, if he I with think. His fucked with his vibe.
1: I'm not sure. I think he did. Because I keep track of shit like that because it's fucking I hate it almost when somebody if cuz mm. one of my favorite guys um uh oh my god. uh uh uh, uh, uh the beard uh 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 super duper friends with Tate uh, Keith
0: Jardine Thank you the,
1: mean, the, the Dean of Mean, dean of mean. Ke- Keith Jardine what? He came out to my version of, of fucking uh, Folsom Prison And really? I was so jacked about it And he lost that fight And I felt like f- It made me feel horrible Like oh man My soul.
0: Oh this is Chris Weidman When he fought Leoto Machida Oh that's yeah, when it was That's it. when Leoto See He put the kibosh on Leoto.
1: Oh, so, he, yeah, he, like, see? yeah. See? T- see? Look, man, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I didn't fucking ask for that, dude. <laughs> I
0: don't need that pressure. That wasn't going to save don't him. Don't pick my shit. A song wasn't going to save him. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one of those weird ones. It's like, what is? how bad is the song? That like you you won't let a person pick their own song that's what I, mean, I want to know it's not that much time I mean it's only like a, the walk to the Oxagon is not a full song it's not like three minutes but, but all so those offensive. Brazilian guys always come out to the eh, eh, boom, eh, 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 you know what I mean like fucking <laughs> uh,
1: they come out to the fucking wildest music some of those well, dudes uh, not the J.K. axe murderer oh. used to come out to some oh, real yeah. questionable fucking <laughs> like Dutch disco house
0: <laughs> he did he did he did he came out to like raw techno. You, you crazy. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Dutch discord. Swedish house, house mafia. <laughs> 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 Shit like that. Oh my God. You're so right. <laughs> crazy. That's exactly what he's coming out to. Like. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like <laughs>
4: Overtly, like over the top, too. The number Sandstorm. one worst, number one worst walkout song
0: is
1: I said the number says. one worst.
0: <laughs> 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 My favorite was when Randy Couture came out to Ted Nugent's "Stranglehold." I was like, if there is ever a song that's like design, like that, that seems like a fi- that's a fight playing song. You know, like you're about to have a fight. That's the song you want playing. Stranglehold. Michael Chiesa uses that too. A couple guys use Stranglehold now. That's a song like Stranglehold, and it's it's one of those songs. Anything dude. by ACDC. dc Oh yeah,
1: Thunderstruck. <laughs> come out to a fight. Cool. Yeah. 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 Just that. Angus's tone on the guitar. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got anger. Yeah.
0: Right. You got some nice. I'm stuff. on the highway to hell. <laughs> Rich Franklin used to come out to Thunderstruck. When he was the middleweight champion.
2: Thunderstruck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the song he came out to? I know he definitely came out to an ACDC song. Not I think it is. It feels like right. Questioning. Like that was right. big
1: like right then too.
0: Yeah. ACDC is like one of those bands where you hear like three or four chords. You're like ACDC. Mm. Like instantly. Like for well, sure.
4: Angus Young, again, yeah. his guitar tone yeah. and just... The song was called For Those About to Rock. Oh, he came out That's to what For came Those out to? About mm-hmm.
0: to Rock. But didn't he come out to uh, Thunderstruck too? I think when he fought Anderson Silva, <coughs> he came out to Thunderstruck. UFC
4: yeah, 126, he did uh, For Those About
0: Which to uh, rock. fight was that? Who was he fighting? I think for sure he came out to Thunderstruck. Google is your friend. But he was an uh, ACDC dude. Oh, when he fought Forrest Griffin. He was an ACDC dude. You think about walkout music is big, was man. It, you can't was deny it, someone their walkout music. Was it
1: Chuck Liddell? He beat with a broken arm, like Chuck yes. kicked him in the arm, yep. broke. It. I think mm-hmm. I, can't, I feel like I was there, but I might not. 100%. I might have just been seeing it on the TV. He, he depends Chuck on where it was. I don't KO'd know. Him.
0: Chuck broke his arm in the first round, and then he um, he clipped him with a punch with his other hand.
4: Like he when even everybody punched him with his broken arm. That was crazy.
0: Yeah.
4: Same song at a UFC seventy two.
0: Oh, okay. So. Maybe that was the song for those yeah. about to rock. Mm-hmm. Hmm great song either way
1: like i when everybody hit me i I apparently when stipe knocked out dc like i there's a an angle where i was like "Ah," you saw me Mm -hmm. and then like recently i saw did you ever see the meme with khabib where he's like staring at connor like after knocking out fucking i think it's uh jose mm-hmm. and like it's me like i'm like talking to like fucking K- khabib but he's just staring like this straight, oh, and, like there's a meme that just like <laughs> focuses in on him like it's fucking crazy so i like it's got me thinking like i wonder how like i said i've been to so many of these fucking fights that i don't even you know i was like trying to remember and it's like i can't even remember
0: yeah you've been coming to him i mean for almost as long as i've been working for the ufc yeah or close basically to it. yeah
1: you, yeah, close to it Not as, but close In the neighborhood You know what I mean? A couple years behind
0: Yeah Yeah
1: But like, you know You were the
0: first guy I ever smoked pot indoors with in Vegas <laughs> I was like, we can just smoke pot here? I was like a little kid
1: <laughs> I think what I said What are I they going to do? do
0: smoke? I go, what are where are going to go? And he's like, go <laughs> And he just sparked a hey, joint hey, what are you We're in do? the middle of a club And what I was like, okay Alright Yeah, right there, there dude yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, oh. But, like, somebody had made a meme that says something about uh, you know, Khabib and his concentration, and it, like started focusing in on him like this. Change it was hilarious. in on
0: that. Make that bigger. Does it make it bigger? Is it possible to make it bigger?
1: <laughs> Let me tell you something.
0: <laughs> Listen, look at Khabib's face. Is there a harder man that's ever lived? Look at that Let face. Let me
1: tell you, though. He came out, like, two fights before that fight, and he was the nicest guy to everybody that came up to him. Oh, he's like, nice. He everybody came up to him, he engaged with him, talked to him. Soon as the F- Connor fight was about to happen, that was yeah. it. For the whole he just was watching Connor the whole time. And and like and like we were talking, like he like in the whole time, like I said, we were engaging. What I'm saying to him right there is like, oh shit, y'all probably fighting next kind of thing. Cause he was like, I want to fucking fight that guy. And they got into it backstage at that shit. Wow! but That's it just made me laugh and it made me start thinking like <laughs> i wonder how much shit
0: i wonder how much shit i'm like in the background of <laughs> you know what i mean like, oh a ton of them <laughs> one of the best ones ever was uh ari and duncan kissing and yeah. when they uh planned it they planned it and so these guys pat the camera passed in front of them and they grabbed each other and started making out just so they could be on camera watch this look at watch this right here the camera pans to them Uh, Oh shit. Uh, uh, Oh my God. And Dana Dana texts me afterwards, did your friends fucking make out on Oh man. Uh. Oh shit. What's up? What's up, Jimmy?
4: I thought what? I was with them at that fight. It, were you? They might have been on a substance, psychedelic.
0: Oh, they probably were. Maybe. Yeah, they probably were. That, that was common practice. <laughs> common practice in the day. Want to bang one more out? Let's
4: do it. Let's do it. Um, let's Look
1: do uh, 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 um, smoking and drinking. So that seems appropriate. Yes. Let me check. All right. <laughs> DJ Melody uh, 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 and, and let's one more give it a little shout out him and the Beat Junkies have a school in Glendale, California it's called Beat Junkies Institute of Sound they teach ch- kids youngsters and grown ups how to DJ like properly like real DJs
0: yeah beautiful
1: Beat Junkies
0: that's real by the way this is real he's got people just listening these are actual turntables this isn't some bullshit this is like can you back me up on this? This is real shit. This is Russell Peters approved, right? For sure. It's a real DJ.
2: Bullshit to pimpin' on southern fried chicken on whiskey soaked doggy steak. And she told me last summer that she lost her only lover cause he got himself locked away. He was cookin' that trippin', she was on post trippin', just American as apple pie. Now she's lookin' for a lover cause she won't be a mother tryin' to show me that she's tried to die. She looks a little bit weathered but she's down for whatever and she probably knows her trick on two. She got a few friends if you got Couple fights blacked out on whiskey, bitch I sold a whole lot of ticks, Fucked a bunch of hot chicks And a couple that'll make you cringe I got to keep it 100 I'll say it if I've done it Don't give a fuck about how you feel All the cheaters and the liars We cheap the fire us off About how you keepin' it real I'm on my bullshit smoking and drinking. You're wasting my time No worrying, no thinking. More wind and more wine. I'm on my bullshit, yeah. smoking and drinking, no wasting my time. No worrying, no thinking. More and more wine. i want on my bullshit, yeah. low temp dabbing, pistol grip grabbing. I'm a chrome plated man of steel, severely rated me, I'm hating cause I like to tell it how I feel Push, comes snug, got a whole lot of love For the people that been holding me down I made a whole lot of friends and I kept a few hands whole time I've been fucking around i on my bullshit, yeah. smoking and drinking just wasting my time You know what? Smoking and drinking, you're wasting my time. No weapon, no thinking. (laughs)
0: that's a great fucking song man thank you sir
1: Whitey Ford sings uh, uh, Whitey Ford's House of Pain is the latest album let me do all the things my manager will slap me later for if I don't Uh, OG Everlast you can find me on Instagram that's the only one I really do but I'm on the Facebook and all that with all the tours and all that but if you want to see what I talk about or what I do it's OG Everlast on Instagram um I got Joe started on Instagram, by the way.
0: That's a hundred percent.
1: And and he's kicking my ass all over. Today. He's got like eighteen million followers. I got like oh, ninety
0: eight thousand. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we we'll get you more today, but
1: yeah, you, I always you. do. No, always. That's another. Your people always come and are always beautiful folks. That's I the, that's, to that's, you. the you reason mean? why I'm on Instagram is a hundred percent because you. Yeah. But uh, but the, the folks that always come after a, a podcast are always like fine folks and 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 are. Enthusiastic.
0: That's awesome to hear. I think we tapped into a a river of cool people. I think they're out there. I think you put it out there, and people respond in turn, and they realize that a lot of a lot of the shittiest behavior that we all exhibit is because we're around shitty behavior. If we make an agreement to be nice to each other, we can change everything.
1: I'm working on it.
0: We are. I'm a dick. All of us are. You're not a dick, man. You're a dick. You're a man, and you're Irish.
1: I'm a dick. Yeah you know, I mean, a, a man I'm
0: guy man I'm looking for a dick. quick
1: excuse to be one if you want to be an ass yeah, you know what baby, I mean
0: maybe but you know in all of the years that Pause. I've known you you're very you a very, in, you're a very <laughs> introspective guy man you look at yourself you know when people make mistakes and they look at themselves like you're a you're a guy who looks at everything man you look at yourself you look at other people it's nice dude. to be
1: afforded the time and luxuries to do such things too. Let's yeah. acknowledge that some that's people, true. hey man, motherfuckers, some people can barely look up from the grind, man. And yep. It's a yep. blessing to be yep. able to like have that, those moments of like, hey, whatever it is, Joe Rogan in the fucking brush, you know, stalking an elk. That's where he gets his moment or, you know what I mean? Or whatever me, you know, driving fucking Pacific Coast Highway, listening to in a beat, trying to fucking come with an idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, well that's a luxury. Yeah, you know I well mean? Even said. though it's our work, you might be thinking, of a joke out there while you're fucking you know what I mean
0: no we're lucky super lucky for sure and well said that's so important to acknowledge you know for everybody and and we didn't used to be and that's that's the grind you know and we're all okay we're all okay we just gotta figure our way through our own individual maze the problem is in comparison right that's a, a big part of the problem
1: uh, I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but there's like definitely a famous phrase where it's like comparison is the death of joy, and yeah, I think we've a, even talked about it on. It might, I'm having deja vu, so dude, it might have been on here that I'm, we talked
0: about that. I'm a repetitive fuck, yeah, and I say a lot of the same shit over and over again. That's a Thomas Jefferson quote, correct? <sighs> comparison is the thief of joy.
1: Thief of joy. <laughs> yeah. I think we have talked about. it. I one think of my I've, yeah, because my deja vu is in high gear right now.
0: It's one of my favorite quotes because it just makes you realize, like, this is something you can't even control. Like, you're concentrating on shit also, you can't control.
1: I feel like it's like there's this – everybody's not entitled to the luxury that we're talking about. So it's like it's you got to be thankful for it on an extra high level because – it seems like we're in this twisted thought age where it's like everybody thinks they deserve that and I don't even feel like I deserve it I'm, I'm lucky I'm a fortunate fucking man you know what I mean I I sing songs I always compare it to like this like you know when you talk you know when like people talking about old new music whatever whatever I'm like whatever happens if the lights go out and all the power goes out I can go from fucking little fucking prefecture to prefecture and play a little song for you and get a meal for me and my family yeah. that's how I equate it like it's it's a trade you yeah. know what I mean and, it, and it's it's a an imbalanced society that gives, that has, I mean, I, I, I've met teachers that I feel like should be making way more fucking money than me, man. Like on real levels that I, that I've seen do things for kids on like, you know, like my school has a mixture like, you know, kids that, are, that go there because they live there. And then there's a lot of people trying to go to the school cause it's a very nice school. But yeah. you know, so there's imbalances and these, these, these I've seen teachers like come out their own pockets and do things for yeah. you know people that was like wow man that's you know what I mean I it's like a, to think vibe. I do nice things and I think I do but I'm saying it's like when I see it on a level where it's like grassroots ground level it's it's impactful to me you know
0: Yeah it's you know, when you think about teachers, that's the one, that's the heartstring puller. You know, like how much do teachers make? You hear about They should like, be rock stars. How do you, you're taking Good care ones. of our babies. You're teaching our babies. And you hear about the bad ones. You hear about the mean teachers that fuck with a kid's head. Yeah, they don't man, realize I, it. They don't yeah. realize what they're doing to the kid. Like, oh, some people are just angry. They're just angry and mean. And it comes out when they're teaching. <clears throat> and if your teacher gets stuck, or your kid, rather, if your kid gets stuck with one of those teachers, like, that can have a devastating impact on the kid's life, you know? It sucks.
1: We're, 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 we're experiencing, like, something like that, but not on a, like, on a very minor level of, yeah. like, you know, like, um, the way the school, we just found out, like, today, yesterday, like, what? teachers our kids have you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. there's the whole like um cultural parent circle of knowing who's teach which teachers you want and which ones you don't you oh. know what i mean so it's like i'm not gonna go into whether we got what we wanted or not but it's right. like the fucking drama behind it is oh, it's yeah. hilarity to me it it's like hilarious. it's such a it's such a like whoa like you know the is there abuse going on or what? You know, one teacher's a little more strict than the other. In my day, my parents would have said, like, that's the teacher we want. Nowadays, it's almost like the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, in old days, my mom would have been like, that's the stricter teacher? Yeah, put him in that class. Teachers, put him in that class. Because that's the one that's not going to take any shit. And that's the one that's going to get you know tell make sure he knows people aren't going to take shit from him. And like, you know what I mean? And that's, I, I, I understand that mentality. Yeah. Nowadays it's almost the flip. Like, oh, that teacher's like, she just is so, so uh, you know, abrasive, too and I'm demanding. Like, it's like, well, what does she do? Well, she <laughs> raised her voice to a kid that was. What was the kid doing? He was fucking losing his mind in class. So the fucking teacher raised their voice or something. You know, it's, I'm just giving general example here, but when well, I was it's in hilarious. Florida, we
0: got paddled. We got paddled at school. I got in a fight with a kid named Preston Banks. We duked it out. Well, we were like, you got paddled. I was like, fuck. I lived there from eleven to thirteen, <clears throat> so somewhere in that range, they fucking whacked me in the ass Where with was a this? paddle, Florida. Florida, yeah, yeah, Florida. They used to be allowed to paddle you. This dude had a paddle, like an actual wooden paddle, and me and this kid got and I <clears throat> this I remember thinking, even though I was probably like eleven or twelve or whatever I was, when I got in a fight with this kid, I realized this kid had been like badly burned when he was young, and we were, you know, we we're in school together, and he was like missing part of his ear. And his, his neck was all fucked up. And I was thinking, like, wow, this guy, like, he's not doing so well. Like, this is, it made me realize, like, we, we got into this little scrap over nothing because he just, he wasn't doing so well. And I didn't realize that until I was in the principal's office with him and the fight. Like, we couldn't fight in front of the principal. That was the authority figure. We were both, like, subdued. But I was realizing when I was around this guy, I'm like, this isn't a mean guy. He's a sad guy. Like he's a guy that just didn't get any love, and he feels like he got ripped off by life because he got burned when he was a little kid. For sure. And it made me think. Like it it made it changed the way I looked at people. Like that one little argument and fight with one kid, and then getting paddled. (laughs) (laughs) Getting paddled just cemented it. Like, (coughs) ow! Put the the stamp on it. I don't agree with it, you know. And the guy didn't hurt me. He didn't try to hurt me. He didn't try to hurt the other dude either. But he definitely paddled us. Used to it used to be a legal thing
1: put a sting on cats. it man you know what i mean that's what we grew up with you got, yeah. I, got
0: I got spanked or but is that good
1: i think i think there's appropriate time and place i really do for girls I, you know, i don't know about that that's different because that. i have two girls and i've never i've never spanked my kids
0: i don't think spank i've my threatened son. to i don't think <laughs> i've threatened my to
1: but i've never had to actually commit and do it uh so I don't know yeah no it seems like it might not be the right and even with a boy I'm talking about that physical justice for me would be a rare thing. Let me give you an example of when, uh, like, a time in my life when I definitely deserved physical justice and got it. My father, you know, taught, I was using guns when I was very young. We'd go out and shoot, and like, not hunt necessarily, but he'd take us out and shoot in the mountains out in the Angeles Forest back in the day, and like, fucking, I had very good gun education and understanding of guns and one time when they were away i fucked around with his like pump shotgun and fucking accidentally fucking loaded it and fucking bang a shot into the wall all right this was an apartment too this wasn't a house this was in an apartment <laughs> building now it wasn't a wall connecting to another apartment but right, but still but the possibilities that you know what i mean when yes. they came home uh A few hours later, that apartment outside was surrounded by police, like with guns. Like they didn't know what happened. The neighbors all called cops. Didn't they heard a shotgun? But so after they all settled it down, I got my ass fucking kicked that last that night by my father. You know what I mean? And and you know, some people nowadays would say that's fucking rough but no i fucking could have fucking killed a human being easily i just you need to sometimes know like okay this is because what you just did could have wound you up in fucking the penitentiary for the rest of your life so an ass kicking doesn't seem as extreme as you think when you put it in the balance of that so when you're getting to like a level of that i think especially for a boy you know, what I mean, I, I don't know if I, If a girl was going that wild, I mean, I would, I would encourage the mom to throw the beating. I mean, a dad can't throw that beating. You know, I mean? it'd be a little yeah. rough. But I think there's a time and a place where, like, hey, so you, if you're going to stop you know, you you got to let them know. Here's this will be the rest of your life, yeah. If you keep down this path, that's it's got to be that extreme to me for it to be a beating nowadays. When I was young, a beating could come from talking back,
0: right? At least a smack in the face.
1: Yeah, well, that's you know. <laughs> A shoe. Just a little. A little my, if it was mom, up. after like 13, mom stopped using the hands because, you know, it didn't. It, yeah, I had outgrown her. She, so my mom was objects. little. My mom was little. My mom was a little woman, like four foot, 11, five foot tops.
0: So just throwing shit?
1: Oh, yeah. So after a while, it was like, it, it went from it went from the hands to like uh, stirring spoons and shit. And then once those started breaking, it became shoes and, and like, you know, uh, whatever else, you know, broomstick. And then it became like wait till your fucking father gets home.
0: My mom might have like gently smacked me upside the head, gently, like never like a real like wound. Or, no, my like,
1: mom was a Brooklyn lady. No, my She's mom was from, like
0: she might have been like, "What are you doing, stupid?" <laughs>
1: My I never got playing. clipped. I never no, got dropped. mom's tried to fuck You fucking... never dropped me, ma. I remember being like nine or ten and mom's chasing me down the block. No. Catching me. No. And fucking tackling no! me, dude. <laughs> like a, Like dead ass. <laughs>
2: you get beat up in front of yeah. your friends.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the worst.
2: Happened. It has happened. to be the
0: worst. It happened. My mom was not chasing me. She'd be like, you're coming home eventually, dummy. <laughs>
1: My mom wasn't, I mean, she wasn't having that. No, a word?
0: Oh, yeah. My mom would have never chased me. She would be like, I'm not playing your games. She was little, but she was fast.
4: She That's was crazy fast. That
0: she caught you, beat your ass in front of your friends. It's so rough. Yeah. When you're a young boy and you're trying to be cool, it's like the most embarrassing. Like, any day you could just trip on your own dick and fall face into a fence. Like a fucking asshole. You're just so goofy.
1: I think it actually made a, some of my friends at the time understand me a little bit differently, <laughs> dude. Like, oh, oh, wow, dude. All right. Like, yeah, for sure. We get you now. We understand yeah. kind of your whole thing. Like, you're Steve. Like, you're, yeah. you guys are nuts.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but do not you like, when you think of yourself as like a musician and an artist, Like, you're so fortunate. This is going to sound weird, but you're so fortunate to come from a chaotic upbringing. I feel like everyone who I know that comes from some sort of a chaotic upbringing has like a different kind of like horsepower to their shit, you know. Like all my favorite people that I like to listen to and watch, they all had some like real fucked up moments and struggles and chaos and sure. madness. You don't, you don't get what you put out without that. That's like the root of it all. That's the seed that causes it all to grow. I mean.
1: It's, it's similar to a joke, a song you're trying to find. It depends on what, you know, what angle you take from it. I like to call it the highest common denominator, like that. I'm trying to find is like the, the, the highest level thing we can all connect on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not the basis, most lowest level or common denominator. I'm trying to find the What, what kind of elevated level can I speak to you on? Even if it's about fuckery, mm. can I raise the level of speaking? Uh, about it and telling a tale about it without it, you know, being, you know, the, again, the most base and and, and easiest, lowest hanging fruit.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You know, that's the same thing, I think, with the joke. You're trying to find there's no real new. Like, you're just finding new angles on funny shit. You know what I mean? the guess
0: things are new is when things are newly invented or when they're new events. Like it has to be like a significant right. event or a new invention, then then things open up new pathways. Other than that, like if you're talking about relationships, you're doing a variation of a, exactly a take on it that everybody's had who's had a long life and been in relationships. Especially Larry King, holla at your boy, going on number eight. Was that number seven? They just left.
4: Eighth, Eighth divorce, seventh wife. I think he remarried one of them. Damn.
0: Like that, you know?
1: Larry King's still alive? You didn't
0: know? Oh, wow. Roy Wood. Roy Wood. Roy and I were looking at pictures of uh, Larry wow. King. I his, really his didn't. Know, his
1: wife. I'm impressed that he's still alive. He's getting
0: divorced at 85. How Fucking
1: more power to him. Yeah, get busy. Right. If you got the money to get divorced at 85, go for it.
0: They're shooting him up with steroids and cocaine, and they're just going to start. In Viagra? Just having gals come over to the place.
1: He's over at Arts Deli just dancing. holding court. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine if uh, over the last like year of his life, he just banks an unprecedented volume of internet porn and just releases it all in one blast. Larry King fucks. He just <laughs> calls it. Dot King com. Sex tapes? Yes. <laughs> King sex tapes. Yeah. King, yeah, just banging it out. And just, yeah. That's how he's going to go out. <laughs> Get a lot of Patreon. <laughs> you get so much money if you really just want money. Now's the time to act. That's wild. Poor Larry. He doesn't seem like he has um, good posture. Like that's not good. When you're an older fella and you like, does he have the curve? Posture? Yeah, he's got that curve. The
1: curve. Right?
0: He was yeah. a very nice guy. I was on his show twice. I was on his show twice for Fear Factor. It's always very nice very friendly guy you know
1: you kind of got to be when you do that for a living and every night you're talking to a person
0: you got to be good at that shit you can't be like me i'd be like fuck didn't he go to jail (laughs) isn't there a larry king we need to get a larry king mugshot yeah get the larry king mugshot order that shit up go to take the (laughs) find (laughs) the photo of larry king mugshot how do we not have larry king we just decided to get Pablo hey, Escobar Hey dude, you need to get, get the
1: mugshot of the dude who's still on CNN who got found out like in Central Park in New York like with meth and like a, a like makeshift noose around his dick. What's <laughs> that. His name was oh what the fuck what's his name? How do we not know? The have English that? dude with the glasses. The English uh, dude
0: with
1: the glasses. Uh uh CNN, CNN? Richard um Richard
0: Richard, Richard. Come on, dude, you're helping. Come on, help Hold me. On. To, come on, dude. He's ordering up a large Richard, print of Richard, Larry King's
1: Richard. Richard. Oh, man. You know his face. As soon as Richard you see Quest. his face, you're gonna be
0: like, oh, that guy. Richard Quest. Richard Quest? Who's Richard Quest? He's the guy I'm talking about. I don't know who he is.
1: Oh, dude, if you see his face, you'll be like, oh yeah, he's like he, he's like the English guy on and what CNN. Did he, do? Can I see he got him caught him? in like Central Park with like meth and like fucking some sort of noose or something around his dick. I'm, as far as I remember reading, we if were we were clowning it for a, a while.
0: If you're a single gay guy, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. You're supposed to have meth. meth I Noose around your dick. That's like.
4: Oh no thing. Is like, this not on the internet was, no, did, Am I making this up No there's no I was looking for a mug shot There's no mug shot But here's an explanation From Washington Post
0: Oh there's an explanation Okay there's an explanation <laughs> She, no, but, ah, my, Park, I'm yes. not like
1: making this up, right? I'm not. This wasn't like a drug-induced like <laughs> hallucination or something, right?
0: Oh my God, how hilarious is the way they put this? CNN personality Richard Quest was busted in Central Park early yesterday with some drugs in his pocket and a rope around his neck, around <laughs> oh, his was tied to his genitals. No big deal, and a sex toy in his boot. Law oh. enforcement officials said, <laughs> sources said, um, Quest was initially busted for loitering. So (laughs) it really wasn't about that. (laughs) Aside from the oddly configured rope, the search also turned up a sex toy inside of his boot. That means his asshole. (laughs) And a small (laughs) small bag of methamphetamine in his (laughs) left jacket pocket. It wasn't immediately clear what the rope was for. (laughs) (laughs) That's the mugshot uh, you uh, need. But show uh, him a picture
1: uh, so uh, he'll know uh, who I'm talking Jimmy, about. Please, Rich Quest. Me, Richard send me Quest. That.
0: I'm going to talk about that on stage from now on. Send oh, dude. Me, send me that, that guy, dude. You don't know that guy? He's all over the fucking CNN. I do not know that guy. Oh, Can you dude. send me that article that we just sent into my. Evernote?
1: Oh, I hope it provides you something beautiful. There's something there. There's, There's something, something
0: there. <laughs> Yeah, you this is the best part beautiful. about the article. It was not clear. It was not immediately clear what the, <laughs> what the rope, rope was, was for. for. And I'm like, let me help. <laughs> let me help you out. <laughs> was it tied around his neck and his dick? I'm no fucking I knew there was a, I see <laughs> a connection. <laughs> the pocket notice Mr. Quest at 64th Street and West Drive at about three. Oh, the police noticed. Mr. Quest at 64th Street and West Drive at about 3.40 a.m., the official said. As he was being escorted out, he volunteered, in quotes, <laughs> I have meth in my pocket, according to an official briefed on the case. The police searched him and recovered a small amount of methamphetamine in a Ziploc bag and a rope around his dick and his neck. <laughs> <laughs> and his sex train his boot <laughs> more importantly, there's a lot of dudes who do math and you I, know I what they the do whole... they keep it together and they stay on the farm
4: I wonder what kind of boots he had on his, there's a snake farm. in my boot no in his boot
0: <laughs> that means in his asshole is this an english paper no it's no new this new york is new bro. york it was yeah, yeah, central park i think they mean his asshole i don't think they i think mean they mean his boot. boot i, I think they mean in his asshole in his ass wow that's
1: a whole new dimension that's
0: your trunk bro they wouldn't call
1: Do you know it. know what English, boot? no, is in England. English but college? it's like this is. Isn't this this is New York Times? It's yes, they're York.
4: using proper British English. I don't. That's America. It's New York Times. <laughs> we call it boots a boot in America. Let's
1: sir. go with the better angle on it. This <laughs> day was in his ass. Yeah, I mean, that's funny. That's yes. the better New York yeah, yeah. Post, not yeah. the
4: New York
0: Times. Yeah. It was in his asshole.
1: That's why go. they said his
0: boot. His boot. His boot is it's proper British for like if you watch like uh That is factual. Gear,
1: that is factual Jeremy
0: Clarkson and fucking Richard Hammonds and James May. They refer to the truck as the, the boot. Yes, yeah, the boot. Yes. It's in his asshole. Wow. Right? The guy had a sex toy in his asshole. Hey, no judgment.
1: Brought a, brought a whole new like fucking like yeah. dimension to
0: that. No judgment. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Yes, sir. Even if he didn't get caught with that in his asshole, he's still doing meth and talking to cops. Like what? With a rope around his dick and neck. Yeah, that part too. I was going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) As if if it was so crazy if he had a a fucking rubber dick in his ass. Like, wait, what?
1: I'm finding what? that shit. Hold I'll, on. I'll, I'll, I'll get you that mugshot. I'm finding I get it.
0: Math. Who doesn't like a little math every now and then? Rope at his dick and balls. Whatever, whatever.
4: <laughs> he got uh, dismissed. Oh, All charges were dismissed. Thank God for America. White privilege. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: uh, uh, uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh shit! Imagine if you're a, a dude as black as Wesley Snipes with dreadlocks. <laughs> they catch you with a rope around your dick and neck with a bag yeah. meth in your pocket, bro. Yeah,
1: you're gonna die in jail. Mm, okay, you're yeah, gonna die. <laughs> yeah you're gonna die in that jail. Yeah, I think so.
0: hundred percent. I think so. Hundred, a hundred.
1: Dismissed.
0: You had meth, meth? <laughs> and a rope. Your Connecting neck neck. your neck and cock, and probably a sex toy in your ass. Yeah, the UK, what? the UK version the says in his shoe. At
4: the well.
1: very least, in his—I was going say, to say—in his clarify. shoe, which Damn. is weird Damn. enough. It's might—it might even be weirder.
0: But let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah, this that also might just says be a confusing interpretation of the American version of boot, and them saying maybe boot they, they think shoe butt, means ass. It was with another man.
1: They, they in the other
0: one. Oh. Maybe he's... He t- Nobody's got a fucking rubber dick in their boot. That's outrageous. That would make your boot all fucking uncomfortable. Why wouldn't you just put it in your pocket? It's in his ass, bro. Let's just run with it. Because he Shut had meth computers. in his pocket. That's why. No more Google search. Shut off all the computers. Spread misinformation. Yeah. Look, I'm sure it was just an issue. Whatever, whatever. And <laughs>
1: you don't ever volunteer that you have yeah. drugs. Let them find the drugs. Yeah,
0: yeah let them find the drugs unless you want to fuck the cop I have They're a like, quick hey, good one on that level meth. on Let's that level shit
1: on. first right. time I went to Japan with House of Pain
0: what happened
1: we were on you know it was one of them things where we were touring from tour to, tour to tour I would go home and literally take one set of clothes out of a bag throw it in another bag and leave so we got to Japan and on this particular trip I brought my girlfriend at the time and I think Danny did and Lethal brought his own homie or whatever but we brought a bunch of guests and everybody gets through customs And as I'm getting through customs, the guy reaches into this one jacket I have and he pulls his hand out, and there's this little nugget of bud. (gasps) And he's like, What is that? And I was like, Well, can you speak English? Because he said it in Japanese. So I said, Okay, okay, what is that? I was like, My brain just was like, Well, fuck, man, just it looks like weed. I said, It looks like weed. You know, I just fucking owned it. Whatever. They went and got this little tester, put some shit in, said, If it turns blue, it's weed. I was like, It's weed. Let's just fucking save a little trouble as we, meanwhile, everybody else had gotten through. They brought everybody else back in, right? Fucking gave them the fucking finger. Like, like my, my lady, everything at the time. Everybody got the strip search. They never strip searched me. They searched everything I had, all my bags, everything, right? They tested one nug of weed, whatever. I end up after several hours, the record label paid off whatever they had to pay off. We got into the country and we able to do our tour. Now, the point of the story is everybody's fucking hating my guts. The whole fucking bunch of them. We get to the hotel. I'm unpacking my bag, trying to figure out how the whole fucking thing happened. I'm looking at the jacket and I reach into the pocket that was there. There's nothing in there. I was like, fuck, that's crazy. I reach into the other pocket of the jacket. I pull out a fucking ounce of fucking weed. They never looked in the other pocket of the ounce, jacket. A, whole ounce? a fucking ounce of weed. I shit you so not. So you know
0: what you were without even knowing you were doing it. You were like sending a small mule to get busted, so that the big ones can sneak around the side.
1: I must have been rolling a joint somewhere at the last tour, and like had a nug left over and just thrown it in the pocket, not thinking about it on one side. The
0: cartel does that.
1: But if they would have found that other one first, I'd, I'd be right. in jail in motherfucking Japan. In, in Japan for a long time,
0: forever and ever.
1: But I got in, I called the whole, I called everybody that smoked in the crew down to the room after that. And I was like, yo, check it out, man. I really didn't mean this to happen, but I probably had more good ass fucking weed in Japan than anybody at the time.
0: You know what's incredible? Because all they had was hash and shit like that. Stop and think of that moment. That moment, if they didn't go in that one pocket and they went in the other pocket first and they found that giant bag of weed, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: Nope.
0: We probably wouldn't. Nope. I don't think so. That's a lot of weed. Who knows, though.
1: In Japan, it would have been. It would took out. a lot of money to get me out of that, regardless. Yeah, a man. lot. Instead of, I think it cost him like a thousand bucks, and they like, you know, which was like ten thousand or something yen, or a hundred thousand. Pre or
0: post, put your lights on.
1: No, this was house paint. Oh, days. This was like when the only story like it was like Paul McCartney is banned for life because he got caught with some weed. That's that was for like, life that I don't know if it still exists, but there was a point where he was banned for life because he got caught with weed over there, Wow,
0: well, it used to be in Nevada, you get sent to jail for life if you had weed, and now it's legal there yeah so there's a bunch of dudes like looking out those barred windows that
1: yeah, that's just gotta something's gotta be done about that <laughs> that ain't that ain't working,
0: yeah, that's the problem that's the number one problem It's the number one problem with laws against things like weed like.
1: As long as you can buy some whiskey it's part of the number one problem. a lot of it too is a lot of these prisons are privatized, and they don't want to let a lot of these guys go, man. A lot of these guys get money for the amount of fucking people in their prisons.
0: I got a solution. Those private prison dudes should start selling weed <laughs> right That's Why not a cleaner way to live your life, man Don't be a goddamn slave owner. you know you guys there, are slave owner There's
1: this whole like urban legend that I mean is very believable about this letter that went around like a bunch of people in in the in the hip hop music industry got not I don't know maybe it was within the last decade where they described like this guy claimed to be a member of the the elite um uh class of like executives of the music business in their in the mid 90s and whatnot and there was a time when the private prison industry kind of came and got involved and got a lot of these people to invest and then kind of help direct like things like rap music and then if you remember there used to be like public I don't know if you were how big of a fan of music you were at Huge. the time X-Clans and Public Enemies there was all these proactive like you know counters to like the party drug dealer guys or whatever you know there was there was there was actually another side to it that existed and was successful and flourished yeah. you know amongst it you know I'm, and that disappeared uh, but and like there this letter that went around was like kind of claiming this guy was part of this thing and he left the meeting when they, these guys it was like a whole conspiracy thing like you know, but it's like totally believable that they a prison that they could, these guys would direct the music and a, and a fucking media in a certain direction to encourage fucking basically a cycle of fucking prison for cuz if you look at rap music if you look at rap music and what happened from the 90s till now there is no conscious music anymore there's none it's um it's again it's some people will tell you it's fucking god's honest truth some to tell you it's the wildest you, speculation you in the kanye world but you can dig it up easily
0: music kanye has some conscious music
1: for sure but like what like jesus walks um that was written by a guy named uh uh, uh rhyme fest i think is his name i think is the guy from chicago one of his partners from chicago wrote that song you know what i mean it, what you gotta remember these guys are like kanye's a producer. And I'm not saying he doesn't write, but what I'm saying is a lot of, you know, he's also like, he will take a song and, and make the song because he's a producer. Yeah,
0: conscious.
1: A lot of people he's do. I'm not just conscious. saying Kanye is like, like a fraud or anything. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, as a producer, like, people, Drake doesn't write all his records. Like, like I, there's a different era of rap and shit like that going on from when I was young. When I was young, it was pretty much 90% if you couldn't call yourself an MC or a rapper if you didn't write your own shit. There were cats that didn't do it. It's always been there. There's always been the ghost writing scene. But if you wanted to walk in a room and hold down any kind of respect with people, you they had to know you wrote your rhymes. You know what I mean? That's
0: the same in comedy.
1: Yeah. So it's like you know, and it's not saying like you're not a fraud. You're just a different kind of entertainer. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, I don't shit on it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of Drake records I I like. There's a lot of other shit I like. You know what I mean? That's I know those guys didn't write those records because I can look at the writer's credit and see 20 writers credits on it. So, but I come from there of like you know you got to write your shit
0: yeah I think some people feel the value of collaboration which is a legitimate thing and if your ego is good enough where you can like work with like Paul Mooney worked with Pryor you know Pryor is the greatest of all time in my opinion and he he worked with Mooney Mooney helped him a lot you know, and Richard Jenny worked with Chris Rock, and you know, and, mm-hmm. and others as well. You know, like this it's not like some of the greatest of all time have had yeah. people that work with them. But Paul Mooney them.
1: is God. That's he's he's the greats. He's, 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 he's one he's one of man. my most in, important
0: yeah. uh, important influencers for like, sure. When I when I was at the comedy store, because he was like the first guy that I felt like was a real. I was scared of him because I knew he worked for prior I knew he was like he's connected to royalty. And he'd be around the comedy store, and I'd just
1: be. Still, it's still sharp as dwarf. a knife, man. Oh, yeah. It's still right there. The, this the, is when the, I was in like my twenties,
0: and um, he laughed one time. I was in, I was on stage in front of like ten people, and I was doing my act, and I heard him in the back of the room. Ha, ha,
2: ha, ha, ha.
0: And then he came up to me afterwards, and he said, "That you're a funny motherfucker." He goes, "You you did that shit like it was a sold out room." He goes, "You're a real comic," and I was like, "Wow!" Like Paul Mooney said that to me. Because I remember he was connected. He's connected to the fucking the man. He was connected to Pryor. He's made like, like all those. Uh, the, like it's the contribution. Like it's. I mean, I guess it might may be. Maybe it's different in hip hop, but in but in stand up, it's similar. That we there's guys like Bill Burr who writes everything he says. Everything he says is coming from a Bill Burr place of mind. He's not contributing with anybody. He's not. You know, he's not collaborating. He's just. He's just being Bill Burr, you know. Joey Diaz, same thing. Like Absolutely. you know, like everything that guy says is coming out of his head. There's something extra to that. You know, it doesn't. It's not better or worse. It's just like you're going. It's like difference between you go to a restaurant and everything's homemade. It might be the same as if everything wasn't homemade in terms of like the way it tastes, but not the way it feels. Right? It feels Absolutely. different. Like a guy like you writes your own shit. Like when you write your own shit and you play your own songs, it's like you're, I'm getting a piece of you. I'm getting a little piece of you comes out of your art, and that's a, that's the difference. It's not like there's anything wrong with collaboration. Collaboration is. Look, if you look at Chris Rock's stuff, it's arguably some of the greatest work of all time in terms of, like, the finished product of stand-up comedy, Bigger and Blacker. It's one of the greatest comedy specials in the history of the world. Period. End of discussion. Anybody that argues with you is an asshole. So that came out of collaborative efforts. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Obviously, it made something amazing. And many other bits. And many other things that a lot of great comics have done. But it is different, man. It's different, you know? But we're all like some in some way connected to each other and collaborating with each other, whether we like it or not. It's not like the the like how many stages into the game are they going to collaborate with you? Are they going to be there for the final product, or are they just going to be influences all along the way in your artistic journey? Yeah, I mean, a lot of words.
1: Even the, the most even the thing that I would consider that I wrote completely by myself. If you want, if you get down to the, the next level, it's like there's twenty five thousand things that have influenced mm. why I think that way or feel that way. For and, sure, you know what I mean. So
0: that's determinism.
1: That's why I, that's the, the whole angle of like there's really nothing new. It's all about the angle and and it, I, I, I liken it to like when I I watch to uh, I like I like watching the um, old uh, 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 Dogtown like. Documentaries, Dogtown and the Z Boys and shit, and it's like the whole approach to skating was like it, everybody can do that, but it's st- the style you do it in, you know what mm. I mean that's what it really starts coming down to. There's not many again, if there's no brand new invention or brand new event, right we're rehashing yeah. experiences that, er- that have been happening f- since the dawn of time, and Especially you're just finding meant. a new style yeah. and a new angle to dress it up in that makes people feel like it's new.
0: Sure. Sorrow, romance, yeah. love,
1: that's, anger, that's, all those
0: things. Yeah. You,
1: you're, you're breaking the boredom of the way it's been thought of before in a new yeah. way. And, and that's what becomes appealing to people.
0: But goddamn, when someone hits it and they do get through with something that's a new way of describing some shit we can all relate to, it makes you feel so good. Like Music fe- makes you feel good in a way that comedy never can. Like Comedy makes you laugh and it makes you have a good time together. We're all in a room laughing, hooting it up. But music when you're by yourself, man, you can just be it's just be you and that music and you get goosebumps, you can lift more weights, you run faster, like it fires you up, man. If I'm running hills and I'm listening to music, I honestly feel like I'm cheating. I feel like I'm cheating. Cause I feel like I, I take this like burst of like artificial energy that's not dependent upon my discipline or drive. It's not artificial though. No, it's not. But it's it, not, I didn't make it.
1: Yeah, no. But again, see, I don't know if it's some grass is greener shit, and I don't. I don't even know if that's the proper phrase. But like, just when I look at as an art form, like that comparison when you're like, it's music is this. I'm like, comedy is so much more precious. Because you work it to that point. Even if you tell an amazing joke that lives in me and I fucking love it so much, I take it and tell it to him. For me, the minute I tell it to him, it, it ends. It's like that's the end of that joke for me. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a preciousness to that. It's like a fucking to me like there's a finite you're creating an art that's like gonna it's like almost like a dude who it only works creates once. art just to fucking watch it like yeah yep i did once. it like a, some japanese lantern that's gonna just go up in flames and fucking disappear yeah. it's like there's a beauty in that that to me is far different and far more um again precious because it's it. it's life is shorter you you have yeah. to watch it end that's my point is like you have to watch an idea of yours come to a finite end right. whereas like when an idea of mine comes to a finite end and it's good and it connects it can i can repeat it over and over and over and people accept that yeah. you know so it's not it's it's just a, but to me it's just the, the preciousness of it if you understand what i'm getting at is like wow that was that, all that work mm-hmm. for that for the it's like the olymp it's almost like the olympic athlete training his old life like that's how each joke almost is when you write it when i the way i i, I, I watch a lot of economy i'm i'm fucking i'm all over all y'all motherfuckers shit on the one they post specials bill mm. all those dudes i'm tony i'm into all this shit so it's like i'm really a fan of comedy and it's just amazing to me like i said the finite this stuff it is 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 precious
0: that's an interesting way of putting it. <clears throat> I never really thought about it that way. I thought about it in the way that, like, you have to write new stuff. But I never thought about it in the way that, like, the first time that someone hears it, that's the only time they really hear it. Every, n- every time after that, they know what's coming. Yeah. They never see it the same way, you know? It's like, uh, again, like an Olympic athlete, you're working that joke,
1: you're working that joke out, and the joke's getting better, and it's like, okay, it's a bronze medal joke right now, and it's a Mm -hmm. silver medal joke. If you ever get it to that gold medal joke, and then you drop it where it's supposed to be in that place in time of the special or the thing that everybody sees, then it's done.
0: You know what's interesting now is there's a lot of comedy nerds, they want to watch the process, so they watch it flip punch lines around and flip things around and they go hey you did that thing different now and I go yeah I'm trying to figure out how to do it that'd right that'd be
1: amazing to me if yeah. I had the time to just sit and watch you guys work comedy out nerds, like go to man. the comedy club every night or whatever
0: these, these two ladies from Arizona and they came down to the store they, they uh, travel around the world they went to see Ari in Europe or Iceland or some shit but they're, they're comedy nerds and they come to watch and like, they'll see you like two months ago and then they come see you again I, I had conversations with them and they're like yeah I like how you switched that up like you, you put that there. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where to put it. I don't know where that goes. Part
1: of my point is like, there's a journey there until you get to that point where it's like dropped in that special or yeah. uh, thing that's been seen across you know a broad spectrum. It is a journey, yeah. they, they, and they know that because yeah. they're fans of the comedy, so they know this thing's that thing's gonna that thing's gonna build into something. You know, that's yeah. cu- I would love again. That's that sounds like a fucking amazing time to me.
0: Well, it's, it's also like if you're a fan of music, it's hard to go watch people practice.
1: It's different, yeah. Because you're practicing in front of motherfuckers and they're reacting. Uh I'm practicing what we we do. It we call it shedding. Yeah, because we're locked in a fucking room doing it by ourselves, and we ain't gonna do it in front of you until we got that shit right. Right. You know. Yeah.
0: We can't do that. We have to do it in front of people. But the weird, the weird thing about it is, it's like, uh, like they can come and see it. They can see you practice. No, that's no. People can't see you practice. Really.
1: It's not practice. You're just fucking. Perform It's yeah. perf- comedy's performance art You know In what I mean way, Yeah for sure So it's like You're working it out You have the concept But the, the it has to be worked out it has to be walked To a destination So to speak You know what I mean
0: The other part of it is though There's so many more people Doing music Than there are doing comedy Like the waters Are like less populated What do you think Like the numbers For sure right like Oh absolutely Because Way hey, more great bands Than there are great
1: comedians No there's not a lot Of great bands There's a lot of Fucking artists Like, there's not a lot of new great bands. Name a couple.
0: New great bands. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I
1: thought we were talking about, like, what's coming, you know. I mean, overall, like, people are
0: active currently. Yeah. Dude, Rolling Stones are still on tour. What the fuck is happening? They're just waiting for someone to explode.
1: The funny thing was, I think I went to their farewell tour in, like, fucking 85 85 (laughs) or something like that, dude. (laughs) God bless them.
0: Baby. And everybody okay. back then was saying, isn't it amazing they're still touring? It's <laughs> like, amazing. Aerosmith too. same deal. Still they were probably cranking. in
1: their 50s then, you know? Now what, they're like 70s, 80s?
0: Dude, David Lee Roth looks healthy as fuck. It was funny when you, were, you had him in, his, uh, in your uh, lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's healthy as fuck, man. That guy has no connection to the outside world. He has a lady he uses. The lady has a phone. She, she tells David where he should go and when he should meet you. And David goes there. And David doesn't bring a phone. I don't even know if he had a wallet. I paid for dinner. I'm like, this guy, is, he's not connected at all to the outside <coughs> the world. He doesn't give a fuck. Smiles at everybody. Couldn't be friendlier. He just knows his vibration. He figured it out and he sticks with it. Can't hate. <laughs> he's hilarious, man. He's a, a fascinating cat, that David Lee Roth. You know, he lived in Japan for like a year and learned kendo. Which is the art of sword fighting? He trained wow. under a Japanese master. He brought his dog. Rented an apartment. Got a fucking apartment in Tokyo, and just every day went to kendo practice. He got whacked with bamboo swords. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, my one of my drummers, the guy, he's in Fish. He's in, in, actually the band Fishbone. It's one of the namesakes, and uh, uh, he's into all that, like heavy jujitsu, but like martial arts. But he's weapons trained. Like a lot crazy. of people are into it.
0: How many people moved to Japan? to train with a Japanese kendo master for a fucking year. He didn't even speak Japanese. He brings his dog to the other side of the planet to learn sword fighting for a That's year. Amazing. And he's David Lee Roth. Did he, he learn Japanese though? Things. Oh, he learned a lot of shit. Yeah. He can speak like a broken version, I'm sure, of, of Japanese. But it, I bet his kendo is pretty badass. I don't want to sword fight him. He really went for it, you know, he trained uh, martial arts and karate and kickboxing under Benny Herkides, Benny the Jet Herkides, who was like a a California legend, a world legend. At a gym like in Van Nuys, right? Van Nuys. When I first came to California, there was two things that I needed to do. I needed to go to the comedy store first and foremost. Number two is I needed to go to the Jet Center the Jet Center was Benny the Jet's place in Van Nuys. I Hines. think
1: I shot my first album cover there. Dude, yeah. did you really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: That's crazy. What year? At like
1: 1988.
0: Oh, my God. I wasn't out here yet. That's crazy. I was just like, starting This is
1: your first ever last record with Ice-T. Wow. Ice-T like had signed wow. me.
0: Wow. That's crazy. To
1: his uh, label.
0: Yeah, I got here too late, man. I got here in 94, and the gym had been so badly damaged by the earthquake that when it started raining was a year after the uh, earthquake when it started raining the rain was leaking all throughout the ceiling the ceiling was a wreck and they had abandoned the building and i don't think they ever they started off another place in north hollywood but it wasn't quite the same thing like the jet center in van nuys was like one of those places
1: no where i'm it. positive now. that's where it is it's a like because it's sure. a boxing ring like and i remember yeah. the jet center it's the, that's where we started that's how i knew about Benny and all. that's how i learned about it
0: tough dudes man i went there i was so nervous Cause I came here from uh, New York and I was still sparring back then. I hadn't decided to stop sparring yet. I just needed something to do. And I was out here doing TV work. And I was training with all these gangbangers, man. <laughs> I remember this one dude, he had something on his back. I don't remember what, he, what the name of the gang was. It was like, Flatas or something like that. And then it just said, fuck the rest on his back. And I remember thinking, Jesus. And one of the guys, like Blinky Rodriguez, who was a world-class, world championship-level kickboxer. He knocked out Jean-Eve Theriault. He was like a like top-of-the-food-chain kickboxer. He had a son that succumbed to gang violence. And so he he like worked really – I'm sure, pretty sure this is a story. And he worked really hard to, like – Help the the gang members in the community and bring them in the gym for free and teach them kickboxing and 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 show them that they have value and that they could work out their differences inside the ring like men and not get involved in gang violence and shit like this. And so it was a weird thing because we'd go there and it was like it was like you were taking kickbox. I'm a fucking kid from the suburbs of Boston. Okay, and I'm a comedian, and I'm, like, fucking 26 years old, and I'm hanging out with gangbangers in this, like, hardcore kickboxing gym of one of my uh, martial arts idols, Benny Urquidez, and another one, Blinky Rodriguez, who was another one of my martial arts idols. And, you know, no, they didn't know who the fuck I was, and I was just in there, like, training with them, and then it went under. And I was like, if I got this b- brief glimpse into this place that was... In my childhood, like my mar- mar- martial arts childhood, like that was one of the meccas that I needed to go to. I needed to go to crazy. The, the Jet Center. But it just, it all went away real quick. Like within, I don't know, I don't know how many months after I, I joined I there. The
1: name of the album out. was Forever Everlasting. That's crazy. It's me like in a corner of a, because you know, they had the Everlasting, They had me in a
0: boxing ring. They had.
1: Fucking, so but it, yeah, jet. that was the Jet Center we shot that.
0: Benny the Jet was nasty. There you go, man. there it is. There you go. Wow,
1: that's actually my I father. It's that, my father on the uh, on the upper right there,
0: dude. I bought that, guaranteed. I bought that CD 100%. 100%, I bought that. <laughs> yeah, CD.
1: that was all at the Jet Center, man. Wow,
0: that guy was a legend, man. Benny Arquitas was a beast. He would go to Hawaii and fight in these crazy mix tournaments where they'd do judo on you and uh, boxing and all kinds of crazy shit. Those guys were the originators, man. They were the, the hardcore second wave after Bruce God Lee. God damn. Look at look that. Look at little. that, you handsome bastard. God damn. You look,
1: Dude, here. I got like a little Hitler stash or something going on there. Well, I think I was trying to grow it.
0: <laughs> mm. You look like a quarterback in a movie, like a, uh, a high school movie. Like where Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> well that's like a big
1: burly asshole who i was i think 16 right there man that shot is taken by a legendary photographer though named by the name of glenn friedman man he took many many of the most iconic shots ever dude. shout out to glenn
0: you would play a perfect guy in like a movie about a quarterback who's an asshole to his girlfriend but there's another guy in the in the school and he's like real sensitive and he writes poetry and, and, and the girl wants I, to be with him i
1: like want to kick his ass yes. yeah yeah that's you right yeah, there bully <laughs> Yeah,
0: bullying. yeah Listen, man, it's late as fuck. It's right. Like twenty to twenty to seven. You want to play one more song and get out of here? Yeah. Shall we? I think let's we do should that. End. Let's do a uh, 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 break song. it down. Break Tell it down. everybody, um DJ Mello, please uh, give up your credentials and social media. DJ Melody,
1: uh, is it just DJ Melody? Yeah, yeah DJ, DJ Melody on Instagram and like I said, Beat Junkies Institute of Sound, uh check it out.
0: And uh all on Instagram, Twitter, all that yeah. jazz. They can find yeah. it from there. All
1: across the Yes, sir. Whitey Ford's House of Pain is the album. Woo! All these songs are from that. And, uh, yeah. Here we got one, one more, more for you. One more. Play you out. Tonight, All right. Everybody. You ready? You ready?
2: On my mind. I've written and I've been calling, girl. As hard as I've been falling, the heart get broken almost every time. And I'm bringing it home to you, baby. Come home. I've been building this wall around my heart for so long. And I'm bringing it home to you, baby. Come home. Girl, you got the wrong around you down, you've been breaking down. Old friends like these are scattered. Back where everything still mattered. Sometimes things just never go your way. Bruised and broke, but I'm surviving. All these miles that I've been driving. But all my hopes in this old blue Chevrolet. I'm bringing it home to so you, better Come home. I've been swallowing around my heart for so long And I'm bringing it home to you, baby Come home, yeah Girl, you've got to want me around Can you help me? Break it down Break
3: it down! Break it down! Break it down!
1: DJ Melody.
0: Thank you guys. That was awesome.
1: (laughs) Thanks, brother. It was fun. That was a good day. It was fun. It was
0: beautiful. It was beautiful. Good night, everybody.